what is happening everybody happy sunday your sunday session is now in session i should say what's happening everybody how's everybody doing out there what is up well we got mr philip barker here what's going on it is pretty cool right i think it might be a little conversation about something something about that yeah i think we'll i think we'll get there yeah for sure so what's going on jason we got Teron. what's up sir how you doing Javier, what is going on? Appreciate you guys uh, stopping by this. I know it's been a while since I've done a Sunday stream, but, you know, figured this would be a perfect time to do a Sunday stream. So do it live. That's what I'm talking about. So, you know, we'll try to get, we'll try to get, uh, you know, as many secrets out as we can <laughs> now, but uh, it'll, it's going to be a lot. It's going to be a fun conversation for sure. What's going on to Tobias flashy shirt, right? I know. Felt like it was proper for the occasion. Where's the coffee? Oh, you know, you know, you know, I got coffee in my exclusivo mug right here, of course, which you can find in the film junkie closet right there. So cheers. Yeah, needed some caffeine today for sure. For sure. Hello, what is going on, Jolly Critic? How you doing? Yeah. And what's great too is after this, we're gonna have that Army of Thieves. Um, we're gonna have that Army of Thieves uh, comic uh, Comic Con at home panel. Uh, with Zach and all them, that's uh, going to be happening. So that's going to be cool. What's going on, Nick? How you doing? Uh, hi from France. How you doing? Hashtag us united. There you go. What's going on, darling? Matia, how you doing? Mr. Eric, what is up? It's really clear. Oh, thank you. Yeah, the new cameras. Yeah, new cameras looking good. Trying to look as pretty as possible when it comes to uh, when it comes to the cam. So, yeah, it's looking good. What's going on? How, yeah, how you guys doing? Yes. So this, uh, yeah. So we'll definitely, uh, we're going to have some good conversations today. Like I said, appreciate you guys clicking in. Make sure you smash that like, thumbs up. Uh, smash that like, thumbs up, and um, make sure you're subscribed. Hit that notification bell. All that stuff is down below. But without further ado, let's go, on, let's go ahead and bring on the guests right here. We got VFX Supervisors, Mr. Brian Hirota, Mr. DJ, Mr. John DJ, and then, of course, we have Stunt Coordinator and Second Unit Director, Damon Caro. And then, of course, production designer and also dealing with special effects, Mr. Patrick Titopoulos. How's it going, everybody? Yes. There, there you are. The game's, the game's all here. <laughs> what's your problem? <laughs> yeah, what's your deal, Patrick? You freak well, out. Why is everything like, special for you? I was looking at the picture of the four of us. It's just too sexy. Just you know what? Hey, when I was creating the picture, I was very much going for an album cover. You know, I was like, all right, we got the four, we got the four people here. I'm like, all right, I'm going to try to make it like an album cover. So I was like placing you guys. And then I was like, okay. And I even, I was like, okay, Patrick, lead singer. Obviously, you handsome W. You're the lead singer. I'm going to say Damon Caro, you're the lead guitarist. I could see you shredding, doing some, uh, you know, doing some solos. DJ, you're the drummer. DJ, for sure, the drummer. And then Actually, Brian, you're appropriate. Yeah, there you go. And then Brian, your bass and backup vocals. And I want to believe that on the album you have your very own song. There you go. <laughs> That's awesome. Cool. See, there's a backstory. There's a backstory. Even creating a thumbnail, I created a little backstory with it. But uh, anyways, gentlemen, thank you for joining. Man, this is uh, this is absolutely fantastic. So, how's everybody doing? Great. Speak all at one time. Great. Great. I'll speak for all of us. We're doing yeah. great. Oh, okay. okay. So where? Okay. So everybody's kind of scattered around right now. Brian, where are you at? Literally right scattered around. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm in Glasgow in Scotland. Glasgow. Okay. D DJ, where are you at? I'm in London, and it's funny. 
Is that sunlight pouring through your window, Brian? Because we got none of that here. Yeah, actually, <laughs> yeah. Today's um, yeah, pretty yeah. pretty sunny, pretty de decently warm. Decently Thund warm. thunderstorms here. Thunderstorms. Yeah. Oh, they, would, they, they would call it hot. You probably wouldn't. <laughs> and Patrick, Patrick, where are you at? Uh, I'm in LA for another two weeks, and then I'm going to go, not join, but in the same country as DJ. I'll be in London in two weeks. Oh, nice. Cool. nice. Right back there, Patrick. You come right back here. Yeah, there you go. There's the door. Yeah, he'll, yeah. Leave, he'll leave it unlocked for you. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then, Damon, where are you at? I'm in uh, Toronto, Canada. Yeah. Well, it's it's so a mixture of Scotland and London weather. <laughs> Over in California, it's just hot. That's all it is. Just hot. That's where I'm at. Like I said, we, we could have had this at home at the beach. We're just no. I, I mean, I, I think maybe maybe in the future, if you guys are here, let's just like do that. Somehow we can try to pull that off or something. That'd be pretty sweet. But uh, that would be fantastic. That'd be a, a really cool setting for a roundtable right there for sure. So um, yeah, it's been uh, it's been a crazy year for sure, guys. And uh, even recently with the recent news, I mean, I, I, I tell you what. When it comes to uh, a comeback story, there's not. I'm loving the one that's happening with Zach and Debbie right now with the uh, the deal that they just got, uh, the first look deal, Netflix, um, of course, Army of the Dead sequels, prequels, all that stuff. And uh, I, one of the things I wanted to talk about first too was Damon. You also something in that article. It was talking about that you're going to be doing a movie here soon, or with that whole deal. Yeah, I was just as shocked. Uh, uh, I, I think I was more shocked than anyone that that came out. And, uh, I can't really talk about it much, yeah. but you know, Zach and I have been trying to do something for years, and there's two other times we've, we've had a couple projects and they've hit walls. Um, I think the third time is The Charm, uh, and I spoke with him a week ago Friday, and, and we were just – going to script stages, going to go to pages now. And, and he said, yeah, we're going to have a release, uh, press release about our Netflix deal next week. I didn't know he was going to drop that bomb in there yet. So <laughs> I was as shocked as anyone. I'm like, oh, okay. All right. That's out there now. So yeah, like I said, can't, can't talk about it really, but um, super excited about it. Obviously. That's awesome, man. Congratulations, really. I mean, we, I think when the, the fandom read that, I mean, a lot of people were clipping that out and going, hey, look at that. Uh, Damon's going to get, uh, you know, is this, this will be your first one that you fully direct, right? It will indeed. It yes. will indeed. Uh, That's you know, I've thought about doing that for uh, several years, let's say, and uh, I've had some projects come to me with financing and I didn't really, they didn't sing to me. And of course, the few and far between that I did like, those all hit walls. So um, I, hopefully this will be the one. Yeah, sounds like it yes. is. And then, uh, yeah, when it, when it comes to, uh, yeah, there you go. Give a hand to, uh, to Damon right there. Congratulations for sure. And then, uh, you know, obviously we have, you know, Snyder's going to be doing uh, Army of the Dead 2. And, uh, but then he's also got Rebel Moon. Now I'm kind of wondering is like is anybody here? Is there been conversations about Rebel Moon with like with you guys? Are you guys going to be a part of it maybe or what's what's happening with it? <laughs> <laughs> cricket, 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 cricket. <laughs> I'll speak to it first. Um, okay. I, you know, I've done every one of Zach's projects from yep. Dawn till Army. Uh, this could be the first one I'm not uh, on because yeah. if my project goes, 
they'll be happening simultaneously. Okay. Uh, so I have, uh, we, Zach has a member of, of my team that came up with me and he will be in very good hands. And I s- joked with Zach when I spoke with him a little over a week ago that, Hey man, I got to come in and just get killed or something. I can't, I can't break my streak. So, you know, I got to get, I, I'll be an extra, I'll be whatever it takes. I got to break my streak. So hopefully that that will work out timing wise. There you go. And what about Brian and DJ, anything or are you guys going to, there's been conversations about maybe uh, joining rebel moon or anything? Well, I talked to Zach about it and probably Damon about it a, a lot over the last year and a half, maybe. Um, Cause he had always, he was writing it and trying to get it going. And I, I mean, I don't know, everybody can speak to this if they want, but to me, like my big lesson in my life is timing is everything, you yeah. know, and sometimes you're in sync and sometimes you're not. And I think, I think the funny thing about what Brian and I are doing now is I kind of thought maybe this would help me stay in sync, you know, after army of the dead and everything. And cause they had another project that they were trying to do, but I think that one didn't happen. And so now this is on the front burner, but, but, you know, I'm not, I, I'm, I thought maybe I was going to do it after flash, but I think the timing doesn't look like that's going to be possible. Yeah. Timing. Yeah. yeah. What about you, yep. Brian? Any, any conversations or anything? No. Yeah. No. <laughs> well said. Well said. And right I don't and, like and, the bass player that he is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there it is. You know, slapping the bass. Um, but Brian, you actually have, well, you worked on the Suicide Squad, which is coming out in uh, a couple of weeks. How was that experience? You know, it, it, my experience with it was great. You know, yeah. Like, we, we sort of came in, you know, after post had been started. So, you know, we did more of, you know, like a, like a supporting role on some stuff, picked up some sequences. Um, you know, I, again, I don't want to get too much into what we did or, or didn't do uh, before, you know, before releases. It's, I mean, it's, I think it's a week out from coming out here, but, you know, it, it was a lot of fun working with um, James and, and, and Calvin and, um, you know, Patrick Saffron worked with them on Aquaman before. So it was, it was nice for them, you know, to bring us in and have us do some stuff. Yeah, I love how that sunlight gives you that noir, that film noir kind of look. Yeah, like I was wondering about that. Like, I, you know, like, you spent some time setting that up, didn't you, Brian? Oh, yeah. 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 It, it, oh, it, did it, that it, happen? Oh, right. It, it looks, it looks I didn't mean for that to happen. Wow, you know, I didn't mean to look so kinda, cool, guys. Kinda feel like a tool. Like I should change it. <laughs> nah, nah. It looks awesome. What are you talking about? And uh, Patrick, you're you uh you're you're going to be working on the new Transformers movie. Correct? No, no, I'm not doing it. Oh, I am deep in lied to me. Are you kidding me? No, I, I have a personal thing to take care of, and I just had to pull. Actually, I had the job, and I stepped yeah. out. Uh, and unfortunately, so no, it's funny when you go on IMDb, I'm still in there, and there's yeah. a lot of designers been doing this thing for months now. I wonder what's going on with that. But no, I pulled. I basically decided to take a sabbatic year last year, the whole year, because of all the you know crap and stuff. I wanted to stay home and be with the wife, kids, and uh, and I developed stuff, which I'm now going to start finally this year. And um, that's it. So no, I know I had to pass on that one. Ah, uh, okay, all right, bye. Great yeah. on board, uh, great people on board, and the people I had work on Maleficent with and. Uh, I was offered the job, and it was it was it was an interesting one. But you know, sometimes you got like DJ says, the timing doesn't always work. You know, 
So yeah. And uh, Patrick, you worked on a movie that, man, that does not get talked about enough when it comes to like talking about sci-fi. You worked on a movie called Dark City, and I, I love that movie. I mean, it's such an underrated gem. Like anytime that gets brought to the conversation, I'm like, you guys got to see this movie. I mean, it's so unique, so different. And uh, man, I tell you, I mean, that was, and that was kind of one of your like first after Independence Day, you, you worked on that one. That was like one of your first, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, this one kicks in, kicked in before Independence Day. Uh-huh. And then uh, wow. it slowed down and then started again. Um, well, you know, it's, it's always a question of the director to me. Alex Poirier, when you see movies after movies, the stuff is done, you can tell. This is a man with a huge vision and you jump on board. And if you sync well with them, then you do good stuff because yeah. they already had something that's drafted. And uh, yeah, this was an incredible experience. I mean, it's still one of my favorite designed movie of the stuff I've done. And like you said, it's the smallest one. I mean, scale-wise and, you know, uh, success-wise, it's not a very fun. It has become a cult movie, though, which is cool. Oh, yeah, big time. Different from the other stuff, maybe. And I'm really proud of it, yeah, still. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it just it just does not get talked about enough when it comes to, like, an original sci-fi movie. I'm like, I always try to recommend that to as many people as possible. So I'm recommending to you guys now, check out Dark City. You, you will not be disappointed for sure. But, uh, and then, of course, we have, um, you know, Brian and DJ, you guys are currently working on, uh, you know, a little, possibly somebody that's on my chest right here, you know, <laughs> little small movie called The Flash. How's that going? Are we working on what's on Dave's chest? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. like another thing we got to do. Yeah, exactly. You gotta <laughs> it looks finished. Well, I mean, I mean, the reason I got a green screen <laughs> behind me, I'm hoping that, you know, I'm going to send you the footage. You guys put me in the movie somewhere in the background or something. I'll be, you know, so I just want to have a cameo. That's all. No. Get in line. There's a lot <laughs> of cameos. <laughs> yeah. How's The Flash going? Bra- oh wait, let me do that way. Bra- yeah, it's like very, it's very it's very Brady Bunch. I know. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know much what you know we, we could or should say about it. I mean, we're sort of deep as much as you want. Well, right, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, you know, we're, we're we're kind of deep you know, in. Uh, Warner doesn't care about you guys talking. Just spill the beans. Yeah, well, exactly. not. not. Uh, uh, honestly, you should just look at Twitter if you want to know. You should. Um, just look so, at the internet. Which is something yeah. I wanted to ask you guys, but, you know, we'll get to there. You know, um, you know, but yeah, I, you know, I think people are working really hard and um, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know much else what to say. <laughs> yeah, not really. just, just like the bass player, right? Big secret right there, actually. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. It's actually a lie. Everyone's being super lazy. <laughs> what's going on well, what about you dj what what can you say how well just at least like how's it going how's working with the muschietti's how's you know is everything going pretty uh, as smooth as it can go it's going as smoothly as it can go um <laughs> yeah i mean you know, we're, we're, we're we're like a little more than halfway done with the shoot at least on paper it says that and uh uh, you know, it's somewhere in London and, you know, we got locations which are all over the internet and <laughs> we do a bunch of stage work. I don't know. I know. So, so when like, okay, so when the stuff happens, I mean, you got, obviously we have set photos, you knew that was going to happen, but then all of a sudden you have a leaked promo and then another like little leak too. I mean, when that happens, you guys just like, just get around, just kind of joke about it. Like, you're like, eh, well, 
it's out there, whatever. First, at first we panic a little bit because we hope it's nobody in our department. So we verify <laughs> that. And once that happens, then, then yeah, we're just like, wow, look at that. Look at that huge thing that just exploded. Yeah. I, I don't know what to say about it, but it's as, as one of my, uh, one of my onset, uh, data wrangler says, uh, yeah, you know, here we are. Worst kept secret at Leavesden. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen it. I got to go online and check it out. All man. over, Damon. All uh, it was all, yeah. There's been yeah more than one. There was a promo that had concept art, which, you know, was crazy. And then there was a couple of uh, photos that, you know, kind of showed that Keaton Batmobile, the Batcave, and uh, a couple little uh -oh. things, too. Yeah, I know. It was like, well, I mean, but I mean. We can. We can. We can neither confirm nor deny that any of those images are part of the show. There you go. Yeah, it's, we are. Yeah, we are live. So you know, yeah, I gotta you gotta disclaim that for sure. But it, I mean, but the most part, for the most part, is it is it does does add hype to it. I mean, even though it's like, oh man, that sucks. But at the same time. I mean, there was trending. Everybody was like excited. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. A little nostalgia. Me seeing the Keaton Batmobile, I was like, "Whoa, there, you, there it is." So, I mean, it is pretty cool to actually see that and what's happening with with everything. So, it does build a hype. So, you gotta. I guess we could appreciate that a little bit. So, yeah. Brian, they bought it. We put the Keaton Batmobile over the real Batmobile. They bought it. <laughs> <laughs> they did. Watch I knew that it go somewhere. Right? That's gonna it. go. Right now, it was, it was yeah. you guys. You guys, you know, messed with stuff. Put yeah, you put the Keaton Batmobile over the. Oh man, see, yeah, you know, supposed to use the Kilmer one. You know, oh. it's just a, it's just a funny um, dynamic though, because like if you're like a real fan, you want to know all the secrets, so you'll, you know, you'll try to ferret these things out and you'll you'll look for them. But what's funny, at least in my opinion, is it detracts from your ultimate enjoyment of the film to get this information right. beforehand. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things, you know, and especially, you know, when doing YouTube stuff, it's like, yeah, it's like, I don't want to know everything, but then yeah. at the same time, I'm like, also like, you know, people are like, Hey, have you heard about this or about that? And now it, it's such a, it's hard to be, you know, a fan and then short, of course, report stuff because it's like, ah, I don't really want to talk about that. But at the same time, it's like, well, everybody and their mom is like hitting me up going, Hey, you got to talk about this. You got to talk about that. It's like, yeah, I mean, I, I very much would love to just go in fresh. I mean, it's always nice to just go into a movie fresh, but I mean, with these movies, it's just sometimes it's just everybody's just trying to like, you know, find little things, you know, they go to the sets, they're taking the pictures and you're seeing all that stuff. It's uh, it's difficult to avoid. For sure, yeah, I mean, especially it, in this I mean, it, it, internet world. It, it's impossible for these big movies, especially the way they market them. And then, you know, and like the week leading up to it, they blast like a hundred different commercials, little clips on it. So it's mm -hmm. it's impossible to go in there blind. But I think most of these movies you'd enjoy far more if you knew nothing about it walking. Oh, in. I know. Yeah, one hundred percent, totally agree with that. But uh, when it when it comes to the Flash, uh, I mean, obviously, we um, when we saw him in Zack Snyder's Justice League, the way that it was supposed to be. Um, I mean that that scene was. I mean, I, I'll say it. It's my favorite moment in a in a comic book movie. You know, and, and it it was it was truly. Um, I mean, I, I remember when I after I watched um, the movie um, the first time, I I messaged Zach and I said, "You motherfucker, you made me cry about five or six times." You know, and then I was like. But, you know, good job. And that was one of the scenes where just, oh, I'm just sitting there going, oh, my God, they're doing it. He, they're doing this scene right here that I've heard about and everything. And, uh, I mean, that, that, that scene, 
I mean, it was truly, I mean, when you guys first saw that scene, I mean, how, I mean, oh, and obviously you were working on it. Brian, you specifically worked on that scene, right? Um, yeah. The flash, yeah. I mean, just putting that all together, that just had to be just, just I don't know, just awesome because it's so good. <laughs> was it awesome, Brian? Was it I awesome, Brian? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, I, again, like they, like assembling these things, it's a, it's, it's a little different, you know, than just viewing the the final project yeah. or the final product. What was good and bad about that is that's what Zach put, I think two or three, I can't remember right now of those shots, DJ in the hallelujah trailer, which, right. you know, when, when we first looked at that, I think we were like 10 weeks out from when, you know, Zach wanted to post that. Um, so, you know, we really had to get into heavy development of what that would look like and how to execute those ideas. So, you know, the bad part, it, you know, we had a 10 week schedule to, to, you know, dev that, you know, with the release gun at the back of your head. Um, you know, the, the good part is, you know, we came up with something that like we really liked, DJ liked, Zach liked, um, you know, the audience also really liked, and that gave us a good template for laying out the rest of, you know, the rest of that scene. So, yeah, I, I, I always wanted to ask too because, like, and, and a lot of people are always asking, you know, especially since you guys are working on the Flash movie. I mean, everybody always talks about the color of the lightning, like, obviously, it's blue in, in, in Justice League. And I guess what we've gotten hints from just concept art and stuff like that that it might be yellow in the Flash. I mean, what, what was like the discussions about determining, like, I mean, because obviously, if you look at the source material, you can, like, oh, yeah, it determines how fast the speedster can go and everything like that. But when it comes to like maybe like the flash movie i mean is it is the the colors gonna be you know is there gonna be a blue at one point is it gonna be yellow can you how much could you say <laughs> i don't want to say anything about that stuff because okay. i think you need to watch how things unfold and and why you know why they're that way <laughs> <If that makes sense. laughs> yeah. yeah it does make sense but i mean yeah I, it was always like a question of like you know, like, does it, you know, is there a specific meaning? I mean, obviously, you know, when, when we're dealing with Zach, obviously he's always got like the backstory of like, you know, everything, which is what's so great about him. Um, so I was just like, I thought I'd sneak that question in and see like, eh, what's, what's going to happen. But I know I get it. I get it. It's fine. I tried. I tried guys. I tried. <laughs> I tried. But um, Patrick. Um, <laughs> recently, yeah. <laughs> Go Patrick. Ahead. No, yeah. Yeah. No, I want to do. Uh, I mean, recently you actually uh, posted a uh, a certain image of uh, a certain man in a bat suit that, well, that blew up on the internet. And I'm going to pull up the image right here. And uh, I mean, such a beautiful shot. There he is. Look at that. Look at that. So you posted that recently, and uh, yeah. So what's the, the what's the backstory of uh, posting this image? You know, you've seen a lot of those. Photos. I mean, the best one comes from Zach Steele, the one that we shot on that first test day we did uh, in this kind of factory. <clears throat> I took a bunch. We all took a bunch. And uh, I just going through my stuff recently and I said, well, that's cool because it's really full size in there. I mean, actually, your photo doesn't show the full size, but it was kind of full size in it. I hadn't seen too many of those. I actually, put, you know, I posted for the Batman as well. It's one of the rare shots where I could see the wing-like shaped uh, doors which I've always wanted this thing to look like a bat and show Zach the idea of this. So it's all in here. And I thought that would be a fun one to just, you know, keep keep reminding people that we're still battling for the Snyder 
vision, you know, and yeah. view of it. So it's it's little hint you throw out there, you know, because you're proud of it, but also because you want to keep uh, putting it out there. It's something that needs to be fed all the time. So that, that's the whole reason for that. But I didn't expect it to make such a big deal because we had a few great <laughs> ones came out before. Yeah, really. I mean, yeah. there was some really beautiful one that had been posted from the beginning, uh, like a few years back. And uh, so when this one did so incredibly, I was a little shocked. I like it. It's not my favorite from far, weirdly enough. I mean, I think there's some much better ones out there. Of yeah, I, I, I've heard that there's other shots, too, that possibly have not been seen from that that very shoot right there. And not to mention, I mean, when it came to that shoot, uh, the other photos that we've seen, they've all been, you know, monochrome, black and white. This one actually had some color into it, too, which was right. uh, different. So. But at the end of the day, they are mostly the same things. They are yeah. always Batman in front of the Batmobile. Now, how many shots? I'm sure Zach took thousands of those on the day. I mean, I saw him shooting tons of things. So, yes, there are there have to be more. But but they're always going to be, you know, the same kind of thing, you know. The two yeah, sure. But it was a great day. I loved the background. I thought he looked amazing in there. Uh, it was a funny Such day a because as we drove the Batmobile secretly on the truck, I don't know if you guys remember that, uh, there was a huge tarp on top of the car on the back of a truck to, to oh, hide. Oh, man, the secret's out. Oh, yeah. uh -oh. Here I, it comes. I, I, <laughs> the simulation, the whole tarp was flying. The Batmobile was completely in the open. And we passed it on the freeway. It was like, fuck, everybody can see it now. So, yeah, that wasn't very successful. I guess we didn't see too many pictures on the net of people taking shots of that truck on the freeway with Batmobile. Luckily, no. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> that was, that was I don't remember seeing any, yeah. I was driving with uh, with my art director or something, and we we're like catching up with that flying thing. We didn't even know it was a car yet. And as we come past it, we realize this whole thing is open. But anyway, we're lucky. We didn't see too much of the time. I feel like that was something, Brian and I, I feel like we talked about that. Like On we saw a picture, we might have seen it. We might have actually yeah, seen no. it with our own eyes. Like, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I think somebody did post some pictures on it, but nobody knew what it was. Right. Yeah. Oh, it's it's the government secret. Like, you know, there's yeah. a UFO. They have a UFO or something on it. Oh, look at this. You know, maybe that's what. Yeah. Because uh, Brian, yeah, I, I'm sure you're like, you know, you're totally into conspiracies and stuff like. You seem like, you know, yeah, you were looking up <laughs> photos and stuff like that. <laughs> you're like, oh, wait, that's the Batmobile. Crap. No, but uh, uh, yeah, I don't remember seeing like too much of that. So, but uh, yeah, because I, I don't think people, I don't think people could ID what it was. It's, it's, yeah, doesn't even look like a car, I guess. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, you did a good job at designing. I mean, I mean, it's, it, I mean, I would say like when it comes to Batmobiles, I mean, obviously the Keaton Batmobile is always like near and dear. You know, when it comes to looking at a Batmobile, it's just the way yeah. it's so yeah. sleek. I mean, um, I mean, th that's why when we saw the recent images and seeing that again, it was like, oh, my God, there it is. There's that Keaton Batmobile. Uh, but, all, you know, but all the Batmobiles have had their own unique spin. I mean, I, you know, we, the Kilmer Batmobile, there's something unique about that. I always thought the Kilmer Batmobile was also pretty cool. Uh, you know, the Clooney Batmobile was a little weird because he was like it was like a go kart because he was there was no roof and stuff. It was kind of interesting how they designed that one. And then, of course, you had the Tumblr. But then, uh, Patrick, when you designed the Batfleck uh, Batmobile, I mean, I mean, I know it went from like being on a cocktail napkin to just and now we have it. I mean, just that thing is just a thing of beauty. So. Just but so you know, in some ways, uh, when you mentioned the the the, the Keith and Batmobile, you know, it was it was the influence still for me. It was very strong of all the Batmobile. There was a bit of the Tumblr as well, which was very clever. It was felt a little bit too military, although it, it's an incredible design. I thought the 
the whole concept of the cockpit further back on the car uh, yeah. became sort of like a trademark of the new vehicles. We had that on the on the um, flying fox as well. You know, you push back almost like an old Corvette kind of thing. And uh, I was very influenced by the by that Batmobile. I thought it was an amazing one, and uh, we all like that one. It's still the yeah, yeah it's still the best Batmobile and the story. Uh, for I me, know, I agree with you, Patrick, and I want to know from Dave. What is cool about the Kilmer one? <laughs> I, I don't know. I think it's just because I have a soft spot for Batman Forever. Um, I even kind of, I mean, I've, I've said it before. I'll say it again. I kind of like it. I like it better than Batman Returns. I actually just, probably like a month ago, I did a live watch. I mean, I mean it, it's it's just one all of right, those. I'm out of here. Okay. All right. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> got rid of DJ. He's not a fan of the, the Kilburn. DJ, no. I don't know. It just, I think just, there's just a little soft spot when it comes to that. And I mean, but hopefully you should get that checked. Probably I should get that. Yeah. I, I have an appointment next week. They're like, I'm like, why do I like this movie so much? Um, no, but uh, I mean, hopefully we could get the, the Schumacher cut, which we'll see what happens with that. I don't know if that'll, maybe that'll change your mind, DJ. I mean, it's <laughs> yeah. it would change my mind if I would ever watch it. <laughs> Give it a chance. Just you know, pour pour some no. drink. <laughs> no, no. not gonna do it, huh? No, that's just one that you can't. That you can't. You can't get in that bat. What about Batman and Robin? Probably not that either, right? I uh, I saw that with a friend of mine uh, when it was in the theater. Uh, we had come out of another movie and it was playing next door, and we thought, should we should we at least see what Joel Schumacher did second time around? And we we snuck into the theater. And stood there and watched them ice skate for a minute and walked back out and never watched the movie after that. <laughs> hey, yeah. you know what? Batman and Robin have apparently skates, ice skates in their costumes. I love the fact. Not, that not in any version I ever knew or, yeah. or ever liked. They never had. At least had you skates. saw the coolest part of the movie, DJ, when you walked in. <laughs> <Great. Man. laughs> Oh, a, lot, a lot of wire work in that scene. A lot of wire work. That's for damn sure. Where It was not even like, it wasn't like they were even trying to hide it. It was, it was pretty interesting. Um, uh, but uh, Damon, I also wanted to, you know, speaking of like, you know, doing fight scenes and stuff like that. I mean, I, I, I had Richard Citrone on, you know, about a month and a half ago. You know, great dude. Just a great dude. And um, I mean, yeah, Richard is just just awesome. And I, I love the fact that he was a star of Army of the Dead and um, he did a fantastic job as Zeus. But I mean, the stunt I mean, I'll, and I've said it before and I'll say it all the time. It's like this. The stunt community just does not get recognized enough. There should be an Academy Award category for stunt work because i mean the, the, the work you guys do and i know uh eunice was actually going to be joining us today but she couldn't make it and she's like part of the crew too and she's done a fantastic job with the, the movies she's done but man i mean i tell you what when it comes to the stunt i mean there's in uh, the work that you guys did of course on justice league on, on bbs i mean that warehouse scene i mean i know uh doing all that i mean it's just yeah i, I just always want to commend the work that you guys do when it comes to uh stunt coordination so Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. And how'd you, uh, how'd you get involved when, when, uh, when it came to uh, like getting into the, the world of uh, the stunt community? Wow. Uh, great question. <laughs> yeah. I, like, uh, I started <laughs> making the origin story. I want to get the origin yeah, wow. story. Yeah. Sorry, guys, this is going to take a while. Sorry. No, uh, <laughs> look, I guess you guys can, yeah, uh, just, mute, just mute your mics. Uh, go, <laughs> go to the bathroom. Look, I started making Super 8 films when I was 10. 
you know, I made a zombie movie, I made a sword fighting movie, movie, I made a sci-fi movie, and um, I uh, actually studied acting a bit in my teens and, and loved everything about filmmaking, but I was always very physical, so the uh, action side of it really drew me in, uh, and uh, it was years of training. Um, didn't know really anyone in the business, so it was years of training and doing non-union work and uh, you're trying to get the SAG card and, and uh, after years and years and years of growing and training and putting uh, the time in, you know, the door started to open slowly and it was a, a long process, but, um, and, and it was great obviously being able to collaborate with, with Zach finally. I, you know, I'd worked on a handful of movies that I liked that I'd worked on, but, you know, uh, Zach and I, boy, we met 25 years, over 25 years ago. Uh, he was doing commercials and I was doing features and TV and we met outside the business actually and became friends and had a lot of common interests. Always joked about, Hey, you know, it'd be great. You know, if I ever start doing, or when I start doing features, Zach would say, you know, it'd be great if we could work together. And you know, it's, it was amazing to have someone of his uh, caliber to collaborate with. And, you know, I often said, have said this before that he's, he's brilliant with what he does, but, He's also incredibly physically talented, so he would have been an, made an amazing stuntman if yeah. he wanted to go that route. Um, you know, because he'll demo stuff, and you know, that we're trying to get stunt performers to do. No, no, let's do it here, Zach. Let's do it. We'll, we'll demo something. They're like, oh, okay, yeah, just do it like that. Okay, <laughs> that's a good Zach Snyder impression right there. Do it like that. I mean, I, that was perfect right there. I love that. <laughs> yeah, and I, and I wanted to ask too, like how did like, I mean, obviously when it comes to like a, a dream team kind of crew, I mean, this is it, plus Eunice, of course, and maybe even Citrone too, like, I mean, all these guys, I mean, how, how did this all kind of come to be? Like, I mean, obviously Brian, DJ, you guys have been working together for quite a, quite a long time. I mean, you, you, Brian, you put up with DJ, like how long? Longer than me. It, it it's closing in on 30 years nice wow Jeez. man wow uh, yeah what, what's the 30 year anniversary what 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 anniversary is that is it you know silver gold what is it i don't know it's not gold i think it's silver <laughs> no but how did like uh so like when the kind of like was it kind of just like with zach and everything you kind of just or was it before that where you guys kind of all just gelled together i mean you talk about like like connection i mean obviously if, we, if we're hearing that all you guys are working on something i mean especially when it comes to justice league and how beautiful that the whole thing was i mean how did it all kind of come to be just look at the you know just timing and stuff like we talked about you mean how did the connection with Zach? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's probably that's probably a timing thing. I think more than anything, like uh, like Damon said, he'd already been working with Zach. I I I think at the time I was doing a lot of nine one one jobs, and uh, Annie Colby, uh, head of visual effects at Warner Brothers, had been trying to, I guess, pull me back in there. Uh, because I did the Matrix sequels and then I kind of left and tried to quit and that didn't work. And then, <laughs> and then did some other stuff. So a couple of other films like Fix It Jobs, which I also sucked Brian into. And uh, then she got, she called me up to talk to me about Watchmen, which I didn't know was about Watchmen and then ended up getting that job. Because um, that was right after 300, right, Damon? It was like yeah. Dawn of the Dead 300 and then that. So that's how I got connected to those guys well, and brought Brian into that as well. Um, and that's the, for me, that was the movie that kicked it off. 
you know, mm-hmm. and kind of went through the whole cycle all the way up through Justice League pretty much. And and Patrick came in on uh, Batman versus Superman. And, you know, we just kind of like rode that one first to a tragic detour and then finally brought it home last year. <laughs> Amen. So yeah, good. seriously. I mean, the original version. The original, yeah. Yes. I mean, well, okay. Is it true that the studio did not understand the time travel flash? Like, you know, they, they didn't understand like what was happening with that. I mean, it was funny, kind of funny too, because recently uh, David Goyer spoke about how he got a note from the studio that for Man of Steel about like, um, why would you destroy the pot? How is Superman going to get back to Krypton? And you kind of just go, oh, like, I yeah, mean, I think I know who probably said that. By okay. The way. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, it and it doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Um, yeah I, look, at, I've been I've been uh, called out on Twitter for saying that line about the studio not understanding the time uh-huh. travel thing, and I uh, I one thousand percent stand behind it. Good. So there you go. They did not. I mean, it, it, and it's just unbelievable when you actually see the senior. Like how I mean. But then at the same time, like like I said, when when Goyer came out and said like they gave that note, and you're like, I mean, do these guys even know like what the like it, it Krypton blew up? Hello, uh, okay, <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, it's not there anymore. It doesn't okay. So yeah, it, it is always interesting. But yeah, the fact that they didn't understand like that that concept was uh, <laughs> it's just it, it is pretty uh, it is pretty baffling. Like because it's such like I said, it's such a great. Such a great scene. So, and, uh, you know, and feel free, uh, DJ, if you want to uh, name that person, go ahead. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no need to. They're not there anymore. So oh, no hey, well, uh, yeah. There you, <laughs> there, you can whittle it down from there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Uh, I love it. So, uh, uh, what I wanted to ask you guys too uh, is about the Green Lantern scene that was supposed to be in uh, the Snyder Cut. And uh, I mean, obviously, the the full scene was not, you know, you guys didn't do the actual scene. But I mean, I, of course, Zach has like a, a still shot that somebody did uh, with all that. But uh, did, did anybody like work on anything like on, on, on that scene or anything, Brian? Uh, Am I pointing the right way? Yeah, sorry, I'm Brian. I keep calling you out. I don't mean to do it. Yeah, come on, Damon, help me out. Patrick, get in on this. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, no, oh, yes. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, 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 don't know what, I don't know what to say about it. You know, like Zach, has a, Zach has an image on his phone. Yeah. Like, like maybe we did some stuff that, that got replaced with other stuff. <laughs> oh, there you go. That's well put right there. You know, well put. I mean, because we, I, I mean, the whole. Yeah, when the, I mean, when that, when we heard about that scene, I mean, apparently at one point they that it was filmed, uh, Ben filming that the <laughs> other part of that scene. So there was literally, I, I, um, I think it was like took more place at night or something like that, and it was like they had that, but then of course it got repurposed to Martian Manhunter. So then they reshot it with uh, with Ben, uh, which was more like I guess you know they made it more. It was more you know of course morning, but originally it was supposed to be like at night, right? It's like daybreak. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah, it was kind of like like way early morning kind of thing. Yeah, like I don't yeah. think the sun had broken the horizon, but it, you know, right. there's something like that. And that's one of the. I mean, when it comes to VFX, you know, I've always talked about how the reason why. I mean, 
when you watch a Zack Snyder film. And I mean, even like other films too, that when, and I always said this, like if you have something in broad daylight, sometimes, yeah, you can maybe see some of the seams, but it seems like Zack always has like these big elaborate, you know, shots where it's either like it's at a daybreak, it's dusk or at night. And it just kind of, I don't know, it just makes things kind of just look a little bit more crisp, you know, because, you know, you'll have some movies where it's like broad daylight and you're kind of going, ah, it look, I could see it's a eh, green screen, you know, and I'm like, you know, but it, it, it seems like, like Zach always tries to do those like, like shots when it's like not a lot of light that's happening or anything. Right. Yeah, I guess, but but I mean, I think I think the other thing too is it has to do with the story, and it has to do with how you play the drama too. I mean, we did a ton of shots in daylight in Man of Steel, you know, mm -hmm. and yeah, hopefully there's no seams in there. I I I like that work in that movie, and that was a big daytime movie because Superman a lot of times is a daytime character, you know, yeah. and mm -hmm. I think that once you get into Batman territory. He, you know, comic book lore wise works best at night. So that's where that's where a lot of that comes from. It's just to me, it's just, you know, drama. It's all just how you want to play the drama. And when it came to that hero shot uh, of the movie, uh, I'm, I mean, I'm taking it that that was uh, definitely you guys doing this shot right here, which everybody just was, you know, I mean, when this shot happened in the movie. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. I mean, that that's was just what that is a Patrick Totopoulos painting. Oh, wow. Well, there you go. So there you go, Patrick, too. Yeah, she you know, it's interesting when I saw that. It reminded me. It's a little bit like it. Yeah, you're right. It's that concept we did back in time. That yeah, Patrick, we were told specifically when we were doing Zach's cut that we needed to go back to your concept art and do that frame. So I am very touched. Thank you so much, guys. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> like, are, are you a little bit angry that it's not exactly like your painting? Yeah, I know. Sorry, dude. I was like, you know, no, no. It's right. It's right. You, you allowed me to be a part of that uh, that reshoot, which I wasn't much of a part of. But so that puts me in the, in the loop. That's really cool. Wait a minute. Did you just say that you wanted us to put you in that photo as well? <laughs> you wanted to be a part of that? That would have been pretty damn cool if he was somewhere else. When I painted it, I was on that photo. Because <laughs> that would be cool. That, that would be. be. <laughs> no, it's such a beautiful, such a beautiful shot. I mean, and I think, uh, I mean, one of my favorite shots of that final act actually was, uh, the you know, obviously when it was like Batman versus the Parademons, and it was this shot right here of just bam like i mean that shot right there with like the parademon just hitting that whatever it is and just and the batmobile in the background one of my right. favorite shots of the whole movie right there and uh so who's responsible for that because good job up <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, that guy there now you can point up because where you're at good job brian that yes, is i love good. that shot right good. cool like it fun yeah. Why is it Patrick, you know what it is? Unacceptable. Inside joke. No, no, I just, uh, I absolutely, uh, yeah. When I saw that shot, I was like, I, 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 I don't know how many times I've rewound that shot because I just love how it plays. And then it just, just the way the look of it and just to see that parademon just get, you know, 
decapitated by that whatever whatever it is and had to have the batmobile in the background i mean man just such good I, will, I will say this about that work um mm -hmm. and when we did it this time around there were a lot of shots that were post-vis partially done that were eliminated from the other cut really early on um and so when i had to resurrect those scenes when we had to put them back online uh, I kind of had this idea to to split up the interior silo work from the exterior silo or exterior Russia work, and even though Brian hadn't touched any of that stuff the first time around, uh, I had him take all the exterior stuff over, so you get that, and then Weta did the interior silo stuff, uh, and it ended up working out really well. But my, you know, I want to give those guys, you know, both teams a ton of credit for that because it it was probably extra difficult for them not having ever had to look at that, you know, those environments or the, the any of that setup before. But I, I really love the way it came out. It, it came out uh, really beautifully. And I think I know, I know Zach was really happy and hopefully Patrick's happy too, because we went back to the original uh, sort of darker, scarier scheme for uh, that whole environment and that whole fight. I was beyond happy. I mean, it was amazing. I actually, I, it was shocking for me to see how much stuff was shot by Zach and stuff that were probably before that we didn't see on that first weird version of it. It was really, <laughs> you know, no, but it, it was, you know, listen, it's, it's not about uh, the production design or whatever, but when you, you develop something with a director with a certain look and then the movie comes out and there's purple everywhere, there's stuff like that everywhere, it, it, it's not a good feeling. It's, it's tough because, you know, people are going to judge you by that stuff and this is not what we were intending to do so it was really really painful for that reason so and and also i couldn't believe how many of the things like i said we had shot those moments those scenes that came back and i that i'd forgotten and yeah. what well so beyond the fact that i really digged out and i just had the best time watching the film i was like someone that's never worked on it i really looked at it like i was you know just a regular spectator because it was so such an explosion of things that I forgotten. And but seeing all those things come back, I was like, "Wow, this all this was all done." And where was it? You know, it was just it was amazing. So yeah, I was beyond happy to see to see how it turned out. Obviously, you know. Yeah, and then I mean, even like when when it came to the 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 time when of the initial reshoots, um, I mean that I mean that must have had that that must have been pretty difficult uh, to just be like when they're like, no, we're gonna remove this, we're gonna move that, we're gonna move this. I mean, just to see kind of like that work, just kind of go, oh, it's not gonna be part of it. I mean, yeah, I mean that that had to be grueling. I don't know if anybody was like a part of that, but that had to be just very just like, man, you have this right here, and it's not gonna be in it. It's not gonna be in you know. I don't know if anybody. I think the it. only time Brian and I actually approved of something or got really jazzed about something during those reshoots was when we walked into a set with Patrick, uh -huh. and there was a giant water tower that Patrick was forced to put in there because I know Patrick hates water towers. <laughs> so Brian and I made sure that he knew that we were going to take that one water tower and put it everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember that, did you? That water tower. That was. <laughs> Water towers, that was our deal. Yeah. Always an interesting thing about water towers. And um, it's still going on, obviously. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it's I think it's really interesting and great that Patrick hates water towers so much. 
Yes. Yes. Huh. I mean, I mean, you know, okay. I mean, yep. is, there, is there a reason why? Yeah, they're weird and very specific. Of any size? Very specific that it's a water tower? Yeah. You know, why'd you bring a full steak show to the movie? And there's no water towers in France. We don't see water towers in France. So I tried to bring a little bit about a French flavor. So I had to abandon. I don't want to do water towers. <laughs> no, 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 listen. I think water towers are part of a huge. Uh, you know, we've seen them. They're everywhere on that. Yeah. Thing, the old New York City thing. And actually, at the end of the day, I really like them. I just I don't know where. I, actually, I don't really remember the trigger of that story, DJ. Why was I so upset about you? You should make up. You should make up a better backstory, like a water tower killed your whole family or something. Well, like that. <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah, some kind of traumatic event about a water yes. tower. Yes. You know, there was one. There was one in your hometown that just freaked you out or something. Yeah. Like yeah. The way that it was the color schemes. Yes. I think you were complaining, Patrick, that they they were too identifiable as something from New York, right? And then to see yeah. them everywhere, they were like old New York, and like why would they be here? And mm -hmm. then and then DJ, well, we're gonna put them everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, on the same token, when we did the original, the first drawings of uh, of uh, Gotham City, there was one version of it that I don't. Know, it was. Uh, uh, fire escapes everywhere, like thousands of fires. So he created yeah. a look of real, like a real scaffolding look. We didn't end up doing this, and that's that's probably for the best. But yeah, sometimes you have stuff you want to pull out, and you want to bring some other things and just overextend it. So I, I like when things are. So I was not the water tower. I was more the fire escape guy. DJ was more of the water tower guy. <laughs> I, I don't know that. I don't know that I'm the water tower guy. I just wanted to give you some hassle. No, I know. <laughs> The tough thing for the designers is at one point we step out and visual effects still on board, and they're going to put whatever they want to put on that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's awesome! Oh, <laughs> yeah, what a great time, man. What a good time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it seems like it would have been a weird time. Just, just, just for. I mean, uh, Damon, were you even involved in any of the the reshoots? That yeah, I mean, I know that I was involved in the Snyder Cut reshoots. Luckily. Yeah. Yes, yeah, I was not. Um, look, everybody, you gentlemen can speak for yourselves, of course, but everyone, many people were asked to go do it by by Zach to try and yeah. facilitate. And uh, at one point, he, he called me and he's like, I go, don't ask me to go, dude. I can't do it. I can't do it. Yeah. I can't do it. I go, there's no way I can't do it. And he goes, no, I, I get it. He goes, at one time, I was thinking it'd be good. You know, he was just trying to hold on. I believe he was trying to keep his team there to keep as much of his vision alive. I, I believe was the intent. I, I can't speak for him, and I'll let you guys speak to that. But luckily, uh, I, I I was not um, there. Yeah. No, you're you're right about that, Damon. Is that I was actually in editorial with David Brenner when David Brenner was telling me he couldn't be a part of it, and I was uh, I was just mouthing the end of that sentence. You know, me either, and he told me he wanted me to stay. And I don't have a lot of regrets in my life, but, or maybe I do. I think I have a lot of regrets. <laughs> <laughs> and, and this would be one of them. So yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I mean, look at, there's, there were a ton of personal reasons to not do that. And yeah. I stayed because of Zach asking me to, and 
And actually, I would say, you know, I knew Damon wasn't going to be a part of that, but Patrick and Brian were, not to mention, you know, a lot of people on my team that were still at Warner Brothers doing it. And a lot of other teams I'd already been working with, not just on this movie, but, uh, you know, past SAC movies. And I did consciously Rich. think about... Rich, Rich, she asked Rich to stay. Rich, yeah, yeah. yeah. Rich, I, just kind of, I kind of thought, if I'm just thinking of myself, maybe I walk away, but what does it do to everybody that I've been working with, you know, to help get through this very difficult time, at least make it as painless as possible. So I, that's, that's one of the reasons I stayed. It's, yeah. it was still incredibly painful and the, and working with Zach and Damon and Brian again on the Snyder cut was incredibly cathartic, which I've said before. And, yeah. uh, and that's the great thing about it. And Damon, yes. like when it comes to the additional photography with Joker and Batman, I mean, essentially are you, the opposite person on each coverage like you got batman and then we got joker is that you and then are you batman when it's joker coverage no rich was batman oh, oh was rich yeah, was, okay. was, what happened was okay. we had it was minimal stuff we had three days we shot uh yeah. additional footage you know two seat two small sequences and uh the actor schedules were really tight so yeah Jared could only come in one day. Ben could only come in one day. And then we had um, a day. Uh, Ray, Ray was able to be there, I think, two days. Um, Amber was there two days, et cetera. So they were just trying to figure the whole thing out. And Zach also wanted to give Jared, and you probably talked to Snyder about this, but he wanted to give Jared just time, just give him yeah. that day. So in order to keep things under wraps as best possible you know uh we could unlike what's going on in the flash um <laughs> we, uh, he uh, you know he didn't want to bring in another actor to to double jared and he just said look would you mind getting costume and and you know reading for ben and, and or rich and and i said i thought about it and absolutely just you know help keep things under wraps keep it in the family so uh you know basically there was Jared had a day with Rich, and then uh, Rich and I had a day, and then Ben and I had a day. Oh, okay. So that's how it worked, yeah. I mean, it, it is funny, too, because when you watch that scene, I mean, it's so when – you when you talk about Batman and Joker scenes, like face-to-face, -face, I mean, I, I'm so glad that Zach wanted – He, you know, he knew that we needed to have in this new, newer, like, DC world, we needed to have that – that exchange and talk about just just nailing it with an exchange like let's put it in the nightmare world and let's let's just have them put each other's you know push each other's buttons mm -hmm. and then you know let's have batman drop an f-bomb which i was like yes and i think a lot of us were and it was like and i even it was funny too because when that whole information came out i was like oh it's got to be it's going to be towards the joker it can't be towards anybody else but the joker joker has been a thorn in his side for like 20 years of course it's going to be towards the joker and it was just so beautifully executed and just that whole atmosphere of the scene was just ah uh, it was just it was a thing of beauty and i'm sure like you guys probably thought that uh patrick were you actually any part of the the, the additional photography too yeah <laughs> yeah. I was a part of all of it. It was all my mirror. Mirror double. There's that presence. I, I was that kind of presence on the corner of the stage uh, when they shot. No, I no, I was not. Okay. I was not. I was not. Um, uh, 
it was great to be part of the original nightmare scene that Zach has shot before, kind of the, the, the duration it went. And uh, and so, so I felt kind of part of it in some way. But obviously, no, there was no nothing for me to do. The wish, this is the thing. I don't know if people, audience know that. It's like when we build sets, when we create things like that, that the VFX scans those sets. They, 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 they're able to recreate anything you have in the movie. It's important to know because, you know, like, you know, talking about the Green Lantern, when the Green Lantern is landing by the glass house, it's obviously a CG shot, 3D or 2D or whatever it is, you know, and all those things were... There's no need to be there anymore. You know, it's much easier to create around the character and build up that world actually around. So, so when you work on the original one, you still feel like you're part of it, obviously, because some of those things we had created all together. But, but no, I, there was no need for me to be. I, I still think you shouldn't have torn down that house in Detroit. Yeah, you should have left it up, man. No, but that's, cool. that's so ridiculous that we had to do this. That that kills me today still. No, because it was a practical home with a little bit of work. We could have made it a real. It was, it was kind of real, actually, already. But, you know. Yeah, it was awesome. It's yeah, amazing. So, so disappointing, yeah. Oh, but Patrick's right. I mean, the, you know, despite it being gone and even with the nightmare scene and everything else, it's like we, those were all those were all recreated, you know, and the geography all made sense. You know, we we struggled with that to to make it all work within whatever that world was we were trying to recreate. It was it was fun to kind of wrap our heads around that again. I have a question for you guys, the VFX guys. Hey, what happened? I was so loving the scene with the tank. How did that come up to bring the tank back to War Machine? No, yeah, so War Machine. Yeah, I was. Yeah, that was one of the things I wanted to talk about too because yeah, man, yes, beautiful shot. Did you design that? I said, what to design that? This thing is already it's it's out there. It's been out there for years, and those guys made it look better. But you know, so I was wondering how did that happen? Well, DJ, you, you should tell DJ. You should tell a story. But Patrick, you know why you think it looks better than the Frank Miller one? Because we tried to add in some influences from your. Batwing and your Batman. <laughs> oh, so you're seeing, you're seeing your, your Nightcrawler, all this and, stuff. So it was inspiring. And that, and, and that, those are probably the details you like because of yeah. self infatuation. <laughs> the details you like. <laughs> I've always loved that thing. I just say, yeah. everybody loves that thing. Yeah. yeah but, but, but DJ, you should tell the story about how yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really? <laughs> um, let's just say there were a, a lot of requests toward the end <laughs> to try to get a lot of cool stuff uh, going. And that was a request that came in at the 11th hour. And I honestly didn't know if we could accommodate it because it was a very complicated shot. Um, and although it was something that Zach was gonna shoot, no, no, I'm sorry. Zach had shot an element, Damon, you were there when, he sh when you shot Ben in the BBS bat suit. Uh, he was supposed to be standing on a bridge oh. and, that, and Brian had done a couple of animatics, a couple of post-vis selects based on conversations Brian and I had to make it look like, cause you know what it was, Patrick, it was supposed to take the place of, you know, when we shot rich on the top of the building, looking out at the, right. something like that. It was supposed yeah. to take the place of that. Mm. And uh, even though Zach shot that originally, he wanted to not do that completely because there was a version of that, with the bat wing rising up in the the other version, right. and that made sense. So we we're trying to stay as far away from that as possible. So I I could tell that this was going to be 
a thing that he really, really wanted. And I guess on some level, I mean, you know, I think everyone on this call, you know, loves Frank Miller's Dark Knight Returns. Exactly. Like that's everybody's inspiration for everything. So right. this became a thing that we can kind of get behind too. But, but you know, I did talk to Zach for a while about, dude, I don't know. You know, I don't know that we should get this done in time. And then finally, Brian and I talked a little bit internally and we both agreed he really wants this. And, and I'm, and I personally am not going to hear the end of it unless we just do it. So let's just do it. <laughs> well, you know? it it's one of those things, right? Like when yeah. Zach was shooting it, we were, we were like, well, it's so late. We really only have time to put it in this city environment. And that, yeah. and that will be a stretch. And then when Zach approached you with that and you're like, I don't, I don't know. And I, I believe that Zach's like, well, if we can't do it, let's not do it. Right. You know, but then we talked about it. And we're like, well, he's saying that today, but he's never going to let this go. And then we're only going to have less time to do it later. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, like we, we should just do it, you know. And then he he did a couple zigs and zags on, you know, on the way to the finish line. <laughs> yeah. you know, anyway, yeah. but look at the result. Look at the result. Everybody. No, no, it's, it's great. It's just and, and you have to understand, too, it's like. It's never my job. I don't ever want to tell him no. You know, I don't want to tell him no at all because I love all the ideas and I want to uh, accommodate all of them. But, you know, just to, just to play my tiny violin here, you know, this is, this is a project that by all rights should have had a year yeah. to, to complete, you know. And we were told by the studio, you know, go do it. By the way, you have half that time. To do it you have like six months and it's like what you know and and i think in their minds it was like well, all you're doing is resurrecting this version that two-thirds of the work had already been done but right. by the end of the day you know by the end tally was like we had done a full cg movies worth of shots you know in six months it was like 2700 shots by the time we were done and it was it was breakneck and it was also just an archival nightmare and forensics nightmare. And I think that's, that was the sort of pressure that I personally was feeling on my end. You know, it's like, look, we're trying to get all this other stuff resurrected. Now we're going to put this new thing, <laughs> in here, you know, that we never thought of before. Okay. You know, <laughs> so, so yeah. We'll do it. And then, and then, and then just a little added bonus of, Hey, let's put little, uh, let's put goggles on the guys that are tied up right here. That was my so, idea. Sorry. That that was, was, good. <laughs> dude. I mean, it was funny because when we when we first saw that little teaser, like when Zach was releasing them day by day, like each character's teaser, and we saw that shot. I mean, I don't think anybody actually spotted that at first, but when so, as soon as somebody spotted that, it was like, wow, geez, those little details right there. So that was your idea, huh, DJ? Well, it was I Brian knows that I'm guilty of this. I always, I don't always, but sometimes I have these little realizations, like, oh, what if we just did this little thing here? And that was my ask of Brian that. Fortunately, he agreed might be a cool thing to do. Or maybe we just, maybe both of us thought, Zach's going to ask for that anyway. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so let's You're just thinking ahead. It yeah. do it now. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, yeah. and, you know, we liked the idea of them being sort of like the proto-mutants. We gave right. them the glasses, but not the other costume details. Like, not like those T-shirts, you know, with the slogans on them or some of the yeah. right. We We actually did have a conversation with Zach about the the potential timeline it, well, because I actually said, do we think that he would have that then? And he said, I think he's been developing it and it's a pointer to the Dark Knight Returns story. So it could be something like, 
you know, he, he uses it for a while and then he goes dark for 10 years, you know, like you see at the beginning of that story. And then someday, you know, Patrick, Damon, Brian and I team up with Zach to make Frank Miller's Dark Knight Returns. Yes. <laughs> How's that? We know, we know that Zach, like, always said that he wants to, you know, he would love to do a full on. I mean, obviously, he took pieces from it. I mean, he took pieces mm-hmm. from a lot of things, but uh, which is always great. But he wants to do a full on adaptation of it. And I think. That would be just 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 something great, and uh, you know, I mean, and then speaking of Batman, I mean, I, I'm going to ask the serious question here: Does anybody know who drew up that that image of Batman going down on Catwoman? Anybody? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm not getting in the middle of that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> No, I mean, obviously, when that came about, and man, that was just that was absolutely fantastic, and but everybody was trying to like. You know, back engineer and be like, where did that come from? You know, no comment from me. No, no comment from Damon. So, (laughs) Mm, so maybe Damon kind of knows it. And it was funny too because then Warner Brothers did a, you know, he got copyright. (laughs) It was like, all right, interesting. Okay, but I mean, everybody has a copy of that of that image, and it was. It, it blew up the internet. I mean, Zach knows how to definitely blow up the internet when it comes to posting things. And that image right there was just oh, <laughs> hilarious. I'm sure you guys had a, a good laugh behind the scenes about it. Yeah, he, yeah, <laughs> yeah, he sure. Yeah, we're, we're on a thread together. Yeah. Uh, so we, we kind of bounce ideas back and things back and forth. And that was one that I woke up to in London and I remember texting Brian cause he was the only one awake cause Damon's probably asleep at the time. I was like, like, what is this now? <laughs> you know, <laughs> it kind of took off from there. <laughs> oh man. Because I mean, it was such like a weird thing, a weird piece of news when it came to the Harley Quinn show. And then it was like, all right. And then a couple days later, Zach just goes, there you go. And just drop some mic. <laughs> it's just one word, canon. And it was it was a beautiful thing. Yeah. Absolutely. Jack is a literary genius. So I'll yeah. leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Uh, yeah. I'm going to bring in uh, a couple of colleagues uh, to the panel right here. Damon, you know this man right here, Mr. Stephen Colbert. And uh, hey. Mr. Scott McClellan, they wanted to join in to the conversation. What's happening, guys? What's up? Hey, you guys. Nice to see you going. Steven, how are you? Good. How's it going? Hey, Scott. <clears throat> Hello. Yeah. Nice shirt, Scott. I like it. Oh, I mean, I had to represent <laughs> your merchandise. I mean, it's just what happens. <laughs> yeah. you know, I, I know where my bread is buttered. I yeah. get it. I, I, I play the my game. My favorite drawing. Yes, it definitely is. But uh, well, uh, thank you guys for uh, joining in and, uh, yeah, well, you know, joining in the conversation. It's been, it's, it's been a fun one. And of course, I joined, you joined in right after the whole Batman going down question yeah. right there. That's so, you know, that's, perfect perfect. that's very on, that's very sort of on brand for you, Dave. So I yeah, understand I that. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. I, I, say, I, I put in the question. chat and uh, nobody was taking blame for, for drawing the image. I was waiting for everyone to point at Brian again when you said who draw that. Is it everyone? <laughs> <laughs> that was the answer up until that point. And then. <laughs> Awesome. He's still being quiet now. Yeah. <laughs> we all point to Patrick. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Maybe can, we can get Patrick. this one to work. Yeah, now they're yeah. all shuffled around. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah. Well, because Patrick is now the Alice of, yes, of, you are of now the, the Alice panel. So. Let me David to Scott to know the right order. I need a screen grab of that. There you go. Take a screen grab. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, and who was the center square in Hollywood Squares? Because it's feeling a little bit more like Paul that. Paul Lynn. Paul Lynn was Paul, the center Paul Lynn, yeah. Paul Lynn. Yeah, yeah, he always was in that middle there. It wasn't. Yep. Yeah. There you go. So there you go, Patrick. Paul Lynn, <laughs> Alice, whatever you want to be. But uh, Stephen, Scott, I mean, have at it. If you got some com- you know, questions and stuff like that, add to the conversation. Well, I don't know if they want me to ask questions because I did decide to do a little. Um, <laughs> I did a little I. Oh. MDB spelunking oh. on your oh, guys' geez. like all of your careers. And um, oh no, I have to say, you've been with me for most of my life, and that's pretty. That's you guys have done some great work, so you might want to, you know, sweat a little bit before I start trying to figure out what question I'm going to ask. <laughs> but something that I did want, I did want to bring up is you four have such an amazing camaraderie, and I'm, I'm really kind of curious in the actual production process like is there really times during the making of any of these movies and is it any different between a zach production and a different kind of production where are you all ever working together at the same time or is it more like links in a chain where patrick does his work then hands it off and it just kind of goes down the production chain through the making of the movie no we're all working together simultaneous uh, you know, obviously we'll have big production meetings where we're all in there trying to get some work done, joking. Uh, yeah. And, and uh, but no, I mean, it's, <laughs> once we're on board, we're on board. Everybody's got, got uh, different aspects we're working on and they cross all the time. I got to go talk to Patrick about set builds, design. I get DJ and Brian and I are always in constant communication because everything has to mesh together. Mm-hmm. I mean, is it something like I think about something like, you know, I'm going to I'm going to let Patrick enjoy this because I do have this puppy right oh, here. Look at that. Nice. Uh, nice. You know, nice little is Mattel. That, is that the Tim Burton one? No. No, no, this is the, no, this is this is, this is a nice little Mattel, you know, reproduction that they have. But something like that where like you design the car and then someone has to go and actually build it physically. But then you have to do like Digital. a shape. Uh, you know, a, a chase scene, you know, like in BVS or even say like the the sh- the shot you guys were talking about the end of Zack Snyder's Justice League. And I'm just really kind of curious, like, how does like how do all the pieces fall together when you're building giant action pieces like that? Well, DJ, I mean, I I, I think for me, it's like, first of all, the first part of the job is to design the thing. We build it, and then we can use it maybe in static moments. We know we have sometimes practical cars like we did. But at the end of the day, it's the shot that's going to dictate if you use that car, if the car does everything you need for that shot, or it has to be a CG version of it, I feel. So at one point, it becomes, it's not, I don't believe it is either practical or CG is whatever's going to do the best result for the director's vision, what he wants, you know? So I, I, I don't build thinking it's not going to be used. I don't build thinking it's going to be used everywhere. You just first want to make sure you have your car and you can use it and play with it. You know, so, I mean, Damon, you remember the test we did in the desert when that first prototype was built to start seeing yeah. how it reacted and the guys, all the stone guys developed that car to the point where it was actually doing I'm partially doing everything they wanted to, to a certain extent. So there's a lot of the real car yeah, in, in Batman is. versus Superman. There's a whole chase full of uh, the real stuff. Yeah. Absolutely. But, you know, 
I just wanted to say something about the camaraderie, though. I feel, because I've worked on other movies, like those guys have worked on other movies, uh, I usually have good relationship with the, all the teams. You know, we're kind of friendly. But what's happening with that group is I think it's because Zach is, is the man. And I'm not saying that to be nice or whatever. Zach really brings a sense of camaraderie. The way he walks on set, the way he talks to the people, we're, we feel like we're just a bunch of buddies. And I think that that vibe carries on across the border with everyone. And of course, we have more affinity maybe with, you know, the four of us. We think we kind of like the same stuff, we kind of similar people, but I think he goes across the border. I think it's because he brings it to the table. He, he comes in as that guy and he's got his team around and we're all buddies. You know, yeah. I think it's definitely because I've never had it to that level on other films I've worked on. Like I said, again, they always, most of the time, great experience, but not like that. Not yeah. Like that. Um, speaking of the, the Batmobile, we, uh, quick plug, I guess, because it's uh, obligatory. My uh, podcast with Andrew Dice, uh, Batman v Superman by the Minute, we have a, an episode dedicated. Um, we had uh, Tim Rigby came on for a couple minutes of the, of the movie to talk to us about the process of building it. And um, one of our favorite parts was him talking about getting down on hands and knees with toy cars to kind of engineer that scene. So I want to know how many of you have been on the on your knees with the toy cars to uh, to get this set up. And why don't we have stunt viz of of that like we do of some of these other scenes being set up? I'd love to see a stunt viz version of the Batmobile chasing with toy cars and sound effects. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny. I did a stop motion for another movie after that with Hot Wheels and it came out great because it's way too complicated to go get the real vehicles and do a big chase. It's too expensive, right? Yeah. But uh, yeah, we literally, uh, I don't know, did I just cut out? I don't know. But anyway, oh, we were literally you're in, here. Our, in my, our office, Tim and I are creating the sequence and Zach, it was early morning and Zach was working out. We were in Michigan on BBS and we were running down and he was at the end of his workout and he was like, Crouched, crouched down, you know, hyperventilating after his workout. And we're like, okay, here's the, here are the beats. What do you think of this? And it was, yeah, that was, uh, that's the way you always do it with chases. If you, if you, I mean, it's just, it's amazing what you can do with, with Hot Wheels. Yeah. <laughs> you know, one of the, one of the previews I was actually going to like, was there ever like any, uh, when it, when it came to, I mean, obviously when it came to uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League and Lex Luthor escapes, I mean, there was always like uh, a talk about there maybe was like a previs when it came to um, uh, Deathstroke breaking out Lex Luthor from Arkham. Was there ever a previs, like like a stunt viz, like anything with that? Or was that just purely concept? I don't remember anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. So no. it was probably just purely just concept. Like, and it was mainly just going and we don't need to show it. He's out. And the, the reveal is going to be shocking enough because, I mean, uh, when I talked to Citrone, he uh, there was that previous video of him of Batman going to the Parademon nest, which was an awesome yeah. previs, such an awesome previs. And you know, a lot of us were kind of going, "Oh man, I mean, if only that could have made the the final product." But it, it never left previs. It was just like, "Hey, wow, well, we're not going to end up doing that." But man, that would have been such a fantastic scene to see. Um, if they, if, yeah, um, we were all huge fans of that. That was yeah. too scary. Too yeah. scary. I was about too to say, scary, yeah. right. Brian, you got, I was like, right. That's one of the scary ideas. One of the numerous scary ideas. Um, and, uh, and, and speaking of another scary idea, I think one of uh, the biggest scary idea was to have Lois 
Uh, well, you know, torched Lois. Um, I mean, obviously that was probably something that Zach always kind of wanted to have in there. And and when it came to that that shot of Cyborg getting the, those visions, I mean, obviously that was something that was also added to uh, the Snyder Cut too, right? That was, uh, I mean, maybe it was originally a, like a concept, but it was not fully originally in the, uh, the original production. There was always the idea of the ship trying mm-hmm. to get Cyborg, trying to get the message to Cyborg not to do this. Yeah. That something horrible would happen. Um, and we did have a lot of ideas that, that I think that Zach has shown with that whiteboard about what would, what would, ha- you know, what was to come. Um, yeah. So I think a lot of, I think a lot of the foreshadowing made it, you know, kind of fleshed out the idea of here's why you don't do this. Here's why you don't bring Superman back to life. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Because I mean, you, you kind of had to get a little creative with some of those shots too, right? Like, uh, like showing Superman crouched down and dark side showing up behind him and putting his hand on his shoulder. You kind of got a little creative with all that because yeah, because you didn't have Cavill. Cavill did was not part of any of the additional photography. No, no. Um, no, because they, the idea was, you know, it's like Damon had the three days, like he said. Yeah. And that was shot. That, that was for certain specific things. But we kind of had all the pieces that we needed to make those other things. Yeah. And they turn out so well. So well. Man. Scott, did you have something else, too? Well, well, I, 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 I'm waiting on the, you know, this is your life portion of the interview when I start pull, <laughs> pulling out some of these really funny quote, funny yeah. jobs you guys have done. Because I'm just like, it, it was oh. really fun was when I started like connecting the dots and like drawing arrows of like, oh, they did that movie together, um, you know, and they were all involved in the same one. <laughs> but what I really wanted to start off, and I had a question for Damon, I really wanted to ask him was when you're looking at how jobs get credited in movies and i always find it interesting like what qualifies as this versus that and i was looking on your credits and there was a delineation there between a stunt performer and then an actor and i was really Mm -hmm. kind of curious like what what technicality moves you from one category into the other Mm. well they're different contracts one um but uh you Actors generally just are saying lines, delivering lines. And obviously, if you're a star or you have a larger role, you, you may uh, have to do some action, perform some action. There are strictly stunt people and there are stunt actors. So sometimes there's dialogue that needs to be delivered and this person's going to have to do some action. So there, there are stunt actor roles as well. But as far as stunt person, actor, they're, they're just two different contracts and, and two different skill sets. Okay. Well, shout out because you you're in a, a little film that I really enjoy because you're you're listed as balcony shooter for the David Mamet film Spartan with Val Kilmer. And I just have to say I love that film and thank you for being a part of it. <laughs> a lot of Val Kilmer talk. I know what well, is balcony shooter, but uh, yeah. Wait, 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 wait. We, we don't want DJ to leave again if we're gonna talk about that movie. You know, D- DJ I think can politely, you know, just just be patient while we talk a little no, bit no, about no. Kilmer. I'll, I'll stay for Damon. Not for Val Kilmer. Although I do love Val Kilmer. I love him. Real genius. What can I say? Real yeah. Genius. Oh, yeah. That's a classic that, uh, yeah, a lot of people need to watch that one, too. Yeah. Real genius was, was one of my favorite 80s, like, 
big time 80s kind of movies right there you know when it comes to that. and i want to see the new doc too uh, the new val kimmer doc i'm curious to see like yes. what that's all about that yeah, looks great pretty, that, that looks, looks really great yeah especially since you know what he's been through in the past couple of years and you know just the iconic roles that that man's had i mean yeah. i mean, obviously my favorite is doc holiday i think um amazing yeah. such so amazing in that in that film and uh Man, I tell you what. So yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to uh, to that role. Um, Steven, did you have some stuff? Yeah. Um, well, so I was wondering earlier. You did a little bit of your Dave asked questions for the kind of the origin story for everyone yeah. as far as like the industry. The thing I always find fascinating when I talk to um, anyone that's uh, that's worked on Zach's movies. Obviously, there's a there's kind of a there's a core group, but there's a larger group also that like a lot of come. Um, collaborators that go from project to project and so like for you guys what um what was the like the first movie and then how did that kind of turn into okay well i guess i'm just doing all zach's movies now <laughs> like what what was the was that just kind of an obvious thing or was there a was a moment when it was like okay no this is a group that like do you remember sitting in a room working on a specific moment or something where you realized oh this this is what i'd like to do for the next 10 movies i do <laughs> Damon. Um, yeah, I, I sort of said it earlier, but Zach and I had met outside the business mm -hmm. seven years, eight years before he did his first movie. And we talked about it'd be great to work together. Um, and I've had the, the honor of being involved thus far to uh, with all of his projects. Um, but I told him, I think after the second movie, after we did 300, I said, look, just cause I, I didn't want any, we were friends before he started doing movies and I just didn't want any weirdness to, uh, to come between us. And I just said, look, man, if you ever want to use somebody else, please do. And don't think that'll come between us as friends at all. Um, and you know, I meant that sincerely and I didn't like say that and going, Oh, I hope, I hope he doesn't bite. <laughs> um, but, uh, please like me. <laughs> yeah. So, so, uh, you know, again, I've had the honor to, to, uh, we've been on board for all of them thus far. Yeah. You're the I'm opposite. Gonna, I'm going to get my power cord cause I'm about to die. So, Oh, okay. <laughs> please continue. I was going to say die. Damon's the opposite of me. Cause when I talked to Zach about rebel moon and the timing wasn't working out, I said, yeah, I don't want you to use anyone but me. So, uh, <laughs> you know, that's, that's there. <laughs> And it's funny too because when, when it comes to Rebel Movement, obviously we we've talked about it numerous times too. Is like the fact that that was that's it's essentially Zach's Star Wars pitch that he just kind of went, all right, that's not happening. So then he just kind of has been developing like this own like world behind it, I guess you could say, right? Like he's just it, instead of just doing the Star Wars lore, now it's like, oh, I got to create my own worlds now, which he's very. I mean, let's face it, he's very good at doing that. So I, I almost, I think it's it's gotten to the point where a lot of us are just going, it's probably going to be better than him doing a Star Wars and then they have a bunch of notes and God knows what those notes would be. And, to, you know, kind of just not giving the full Zack Snyder treatment. And we now we're going to get a full Zack Snyder treatment of all of this. Yeah, it'll be good to have another... Uh, point of view for a sci-fi movie so it's not just all star wars you know yeah it'll be interesting it'll be good to have something else out there to, to indeed see. second that mm -hmm. you know but yeah i mean i think steven to your question i got 
you know, first met Zach through DJ on Watchmen. And then I think we did every, I think everything up until Army together. I mean, Damon, I think Damon's done them all. Um, You know, and, and I think a lot of it goes back to, you know, Zach is very collaborative. He creates a real sort of team, you know, family environment. Um, and so then the, 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 the people that work out and are part of, you know, this collaboration, I think, you know, I don't want to speak for him, but I think in a perfect world, he would just carry the teams forward. Um, you know, but like DJ was saying earlier with, you know, like, like with the situation with Rebel Moon and, and the Flash and stuff, you know, schedules and things, they don't, they don't always work. They don't always work out, you know, um, they don't always work out either. So, and, and everyone's has things, you know, they get, they get involved in stuff. And so, you know, there, there'll be, I assume different people, or there will be different people on, on, you know, on Rebel Moon, like, 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 like there were on army, except for, you know, for Damon. Yeah. Well, well Rebel Moon, we talked, we touched on this earlier, Brian, and DJ, just to follow up on your point. Before you you guys left for London, you guys left, I don't know, a month before I came up to Toronto, I had checked with Zach and like, hey, what what's next? What are you thinking? And yeah, Rebel Moon was two projects away, not not the next project. <laughs> and then you know, right. other things hit walls and it was like, well, fast track that came, you know, sort of a, uh, yeah, I got bumped up fast. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I, I don't know if you, I, I was kind of thinking while Damon and Brian were talking about their stories with Zach, I, I know exactly my moment when I wanted to just stick with this. It was pretty early on because I think, I think I mentioned before, like after the, after the Matrix sequels, which were really hard to do, I, I like didn't want to do the job anymore. And then I, I got sucked back in kind of like the mafia. And, uh, and, and then by the time I had met my first meeting with Zach, my first interview with him for the movie that would be Watchmen, but for some reason, not even my boss at Warner Brothers could tell me what it was. I, I sat down in his office and before he came in to talk to me, I noticed there were two graphic novels on his uh, table in front of me. One was Watchmen. The other was Frank Miller's Dark Knight Returns. And he sat down with me and he introduced himself. And the first question was, you know, have you ever read Watchmen? And of course I knew it right away, you know, right when he was talking to me, it's like, oh, that's what this is for. Um, and I said, yes, I have read Watchmen. I read it when it first came out in uh, the late eighties. And he said, what do you, what do you think of it? And I looked at him and I looked at the two graphic novels and I answered very honestly, I think Frank Miller's Dark Knight Returns is better. I love it. It's my favorite one. And, and he admitted that as well. And we ended up talking about Batman in that universe for a really long time at that meeting about Watchmen. And then we got into the nitty gritty uh, of that. But I knew in that one conversation, I didn't know if I had the job, but mind you, but I knew in that conversation that, you know, there was somebody in front of me that, you know, I really, we had a lot of similar similarities, a lot of likes, you know, that were the same. And, and that was the beginning of that relationship that at least in my mind, I mean, maybe I'm insane, but you know, that like for me grew into a really uh, uh, blossomed into a really nice relationship. And, you know, I consider these guys, you know, on this call, you know, Patrick, Brian, Damon and Zach to be my brothers, you know, 
and uh, to this day. So even though we're all at, scattered to the four corners of the world, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's nice. I feel the yeah. same. I feel a bit more like a tourist, though. You guys have huge, long experience. I came in, uh, I came, you know. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> my, first, my first meeting with Zach, I was for the first 300. You know, I'm, you know I've got half Greek, half French, and my roots are in Sparta, actually. Oh, now you're bragging again. Yeah, well, I know. Yeah, yeah we, we know, Patrick. We know, we know. Patrick. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I need to do it. I need to do it because I was so eager to. When I saw, so I'd seen Dawn of the Dead. I'm like, what? Who is this guy? What's going on? I never knew about him before. I said, I have to be on 300. I got lucky to get interviewed. I mean, I don't know if I was lucky. I was obviously not lucky at the end of the day, but I got interviewed and I was, I, I didn't really understand I was going for 300 different new things. So I came with my stuff, came with a bunch of Greek Spartan things. I was like, yeah, yeah, speak for about half an hour. Zach really kindly was listening, and uh, I left, and I didn't get the job. I was just <laughs> the last minute. He told me, "Oh, uh, yeah, right. This is cool, but we're doing 300 Frank Miller version of this." And exactly, we really want to reproduce that. So I felt like a long speech for nothing, and I didn't get the job. <laughs> I disappeared, and then uh, he called me back. They called me back for 300, uh, the second one, which he was unfortunately not directing. At least for part of it, he came back later, thanks God. And um, but he, um, that's how it started. That was my thing with like, and, um, and and then at the end of that, I got called for the Batman Superman. And I remember my question for him. The first one was like, "Is this uh, is this Man of Steel meet the Dark Knight?" And he said, "No, no, no, it's our own Batman." And you know, that was a big deal. First, yeah. thing, he obviously, really wanted to work with him for years. When he told me that, I said, you know, we got a chance to do something new and different, and it's just going to be amazing. And then Justice League. And then that's it. We haven't really uh, completely connected since then, but he's been busy, and uh, we've been busy. But, you know, that's why I say I call myself the tourist in the group. Yeah. <laughs> French tourist. Aww. But you did, join, you did join Brian and I in Bulgaria for the sequel. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm saying, and that was really, that's how we met, actually, yeah, with you guys. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that was well, I actually, I worked with you. It, it holds a special place in my heart, but I was a little person then. But uh, I worked on Die Hard, uh, Live Free or Die Hard. Mm. Right. Trying to get your attention, but you would. <laughs> Who's this guy? Who's this guy? Like, wait a minute. Yeah, and Patrick, I don't know if you remember, but I met you back on Battlefield Earth. Ooh. Oh, yeah. No, he doesn't remember those little people, Brian. No, I do. You did Battlefield Earth, did you? I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Man. No, I don't remember. It I met you. I met you gambling at the racetrack, and uh, you don't remember that, you know. <laughs> yeah. no, Throw some money out there. Yeah. Yeah. Making bets. It is interesting because you guys have really, really long-term relationship with that. I don't have the same. It's not like I feel less or anything. But that, it's interesting to see how you met and how, you know, how long you've been building up this. And you know, in my modest humble way, I, I already feel freaking lucky that I ended up jumping on, on, on with that group and those guys, and we stayed friends. Like I said, I mean, I've, I've done the last movie with Zach, but we we're not losing track together. We talk all the time, we goof mm -hmm. all, all the time. So the friendship, like you were saying, DJ, you know, I may not do the movie, but you know, oh, you know, was, yeah, yeah. That actually, at the end of the day, more importantly, it's the friendship that matters. And yeah, I really feel. And, and, 
Sorry, you left out snow steam iron, Patrick. Oh, right. That's right. right. And can't forget that one. It's a great one because that one came at a very special time, first of all, for that. Yeah. And also the fact that it was just, we all jumped on it and uh, there was no like studio behind, whatever. We all did it with nothing. Yeah. And we did the best we could and it came out, you know, something we're very proud of too. And so that, yeah, that was friendship. That was the friendship. That's where you know that this is not just about, you know. Whenever someone, a new crew member um, joins, uh, like there's news about someone that I'm not familiar with joining one of Zach's projects, I go look at Snow Steam Irons IMDb first to be like, okay, is he, okay. Like if there's not a history or whatever, that's, that's like my guiding point for like, okay, where do they fall in the like yeah. circle of Zach collaborators? You want to give back. I think also when Zach was reaching out to us to tell us, you know, it'll be great if you guys can give me a hand on that thing. Of course, you would kill to do it. I wanted to really show him that, you know, hey, thanks for all the stuff you've done, you know, what the opportunity gave us. You know, I got to say, I'm going to go back to this Batmobile. There's not too many of those out there. And having been given the chance to design one from, from Zach is a huge deal. I mean, to me, this nothing, it's one of the biggest things I'll ever have done in my career, you know. Probably at this stage of the game, I say, this is this is huge for me. So if he wasn't there, if he didn't bring me on the project, I would have never done that. And that's a big, big deal. So you can call me anytime for any help or anything, I'll be there. Oh, I, yeah. I, since really. Actually, any one of those guys, by the way. <laughs> there you go. Just send just send a message. Hey, we need I you. I right call there. you because you don't read your email. Yeah, you don't read yeah. 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 He might read them, Brian. He may read them. I don't do emails. I do the texting. Uh, uh, obviously. <laughs> I'm here. I'm here. You know what? There was so much he made it. <laughs> I made it without discussing about it. Just, I'm here. <laughs> we, did, we do have to give him credit too, Brian, because he did show up when we tried to do this last time. He did show That's up. True. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. true. Yeah. Do you know, I didn't feel it was necessary for me to respond to everything because I was always okay to do it. I knew I was available. I wasn't. Even- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, Patrick, how, how are you? How are you liking the uh, the new Batmobile that Matt Reeves put in? Uh, I love it. I think yeah. this is going to look fantastic. Do you know what I like? Okay, for me, the Batmobile. This is I'm exactly like uh, DJ. There's a couple of those things in there I don't think were made an impact on it because they were not changing the rules. I like when everybody comes and just re- reinvent the wheel, and I think that new one is different. It was unexpected. The first reactions were like, whoa, it's just a muscle car. But then you realize, I just love when someone brings something fresh and doesn't follow up, you know, exactly. you know, and I think this was the, you know, the, 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 those other cars, I think of some of the two of those Batmobile, and you know which one I'm talking about. I feel, felt like, you know, just made the wings bigger, extend the thing, change the side. It's not the way things should be designed. And I think in a sense, I think their approach, Matt Reeve and his designer's approach is, uh, it's amazing. I'm, I'm really loving the look of it. I haven't seen too, too much about it, but I'm only very jealous about this movie because we didn't squeeze a motorcycle on our movie, which was not ah. good. The, the, <laughs> I did a couple of design and Zach said, no, no, we need something with four legs that climbs the wall and the motorcycle doesn't do that. So we ended up building the crawler for the building. Designing it for. <laughs> well, you also had like a hover bike or something. Designed yeah, wasn't there like something with concept with like a hover bike or something? One of them was that. Yes, yes, exactly. Uh-huh. But you know, I feel, you know, if you like, I it's a pretty obvious. I love motorcycles. I, I wish I had a chance to do one for Batman. That's for sure. 
And oh, Damon, you could write it like how badass you are on this thing. So <laughs> could you. Yeah, together we'd be wasting each other. We both could have tested that one. Yeah, all together. <laughs> Road work. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, that cool. I, I got a question for Brian and DJ, especially when it comes to VFX, because I feel like the flashy, no pun intended, uh, <laughs> you know, tech, the, the stuff that we as an audience accept is VFX, be because it's something otherworldly, it's futuristic, it's special powers, it's spaceships, that kind of thing. But I'm always curious for you guys as artists, how much gratification or just ingenuity do you get when you're doing a VFX shot that is VFX because it's for the production, it's for the vision, it's something to make the movie work, but Joe Blow in the Street is never going to realize that there was any VFX involved in it because it looks mm. quote normal but that almost is like the biggest compliment that we can give to you guys in your work yeah um <laughs> <laughs> well it's just my, my mind just flashed you know my mind just flashed on brian was the the shot in iceland that had zero vfx in it that someone decided looked fake and tore it apart because <laughs> there were a visual effect shot, and and so that's that's the Joe Blow I'm familiar with. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and, and you also got the opposite too. When like somebody compliments a cinematographer for a fully digital shot, and you're kind of going, "Well, wait a minute. <laughs> I mean, it's not quite. They didn't point a camera. That's something that somebody actually created from you know digitally, right there. So you get that also that that side of it too, right? Yeah. I mean. I I like doing invisible, invisible effects. They're they're often really hard to do because there's nothing about it that is, you know, interesting is not the right word. But there's there's nothing fancy happening in it. You know, it's just an extension of an environment or some some sort of non-fantastical thing. And you know, depending on how that shot got created and ended up in visual text post-production, it might not be the friendliest thing for us to be working on also. Mm -hmm. um, so like, I, 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 I like doing them um, on, you know, kind of like a sick satisfaction level because, <laughs> you know, it, it, it's nice to pull it off. I don't, I don't, I don't know that the artists that I get to work on them are particularly jazzed <laughs> to do them because, because they, because they can be hard to do, you know, they can be hard to do. And there's, there's, there's no tolerance on that shot for anything other than looking believable because that's all the shot is. And, 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 you know, I, I think it's, it's low satisfaction for the artist for that reason as well. Cause they're like, they do it and like, it's done. People look at it and go, who cares? <laughs> yeah. But then, but then you get something I say that kind of skirts the middle ground, like, I, I think us in this community always think about like the Kryptonian armor and Man of Steel oh when I God. swear not a single person knew that armor was CGI until we saw we the special effects on the, yeah. on the special features of the Blu-ray when it came out. And, and I don't know. I guess I'm just different that if I can't tell, I think that just means it's even more incredible work that you guys and your teams are doing. I mean, I, You're here. when Absolutely. I don't see it, when I don't realize it and then I find out that's when I want to go, damn, that was some good work. 
No, yeah. that's that's nice to hear, actually, because and, and and yeah, that that actually I do have a sense of pride about because that was an early decision to go that route with it. It was probably I mean, I don't I never had a doubt that we could do it convincingly. Um, oh, but I did get I, there was a guy years ago when I was doing a talk about, I think, the Smallville battle. I can't remember what auditorium I was in. But there was a guy that was really angry about it. He was particularly what? A angry. Fan was all CG, and he's like, you know, don't producers know how much that costs? That's ridiculous. You're, that means you're creating a shot for every shot. And I just thought, geez, man, you know, like, sorry, you know, I just, like, there were a lot of practical reasons why we did it that way, and there was a there was a cost versus there was a cost CG cost that was weighed against the cost of trying to dress that many people in armor that was that complex every day, get them out of it for lunch or bathroom break. Yeah, it was like we realized we'd never get through the shoot with it, right? And, P and, more, and more importantly, from what Damon and I were looking at, people wouldn't be able to fight in it either, you know? So I, I just, the guy, the guy was just so mad about it. I didn't have the heart to tell him that part. You know, I'm just like, yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe we're all dumb and we shouldn't have done it yeah, that way. Yeah, we're Yeah, there's, there's always that. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just go back to playing drums. I'll just, yeah. <laughs> See, I mean, like I said, when I designed this thumbnail, I was like, DJ, you're the drummer. I mean, I just, I, I got that sense right there. So I'm, I'm very satisfied with that. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, like you know, going into Scott's, uh, you know, question and everything. I mean, there's many times where just on movies that you don't expect any kind of CGI or anything. And all of a sudden it's like, they do a break. You see a breakdown video that someone releases, and like, oh yeah, all these backgrounds—they were all created. They were all created. I mean, I think one of the biggest ones, like Wolf of Wall Street, there was like backgrounds created and stuff like that. And, but then, of course, when you see movies like maybe like The Joker that has to take place in the '80s and whatnot, I mean, obviously you got you have if you're going to have a skyline or something, you're going to have a shot that has a city in the background. Obviously, that's all going to be there. And I mean, just the fact that you know, I always appreciate when like, oh yeah, that is CGI. But yeah, the common. You know, the common audience, they're not going to even think twice about it. And yeah, like Brian, like you said, maybe not as satisfying as like that hero shot or, you know, the parademon, you know, the shot that I love. Maybe not as satisfying, but still at the same time, it's like just shows that, wow, good work. Because people just thought, oh, it's just a shot that didn't even really think twice about. So, yeah, yeah, it's like yeah. it's like the house in Parasite. You know? mm. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. You're right. right. Yeah. They, they built that house, right? It was only just a one story, like yeah. just not even anything. Yeah, really. I, you know, no, I, you know, no one's gonna think twice about it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was really shocked when I saw that Mamma Mia had was like, <laughs> I was like, Mamma Mia was like full on green. Wow, green blue screens, and I was like, wow, look at that. You know, a lot of that backgrounds were all. I'm not not like not like I'm saying like I'm a fan of the movie. You know, I, I do run a, a fan group secretly. I just revealed. Just right. Are you talking Mamma Mia or Mamma Mia? Here we go again. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> no, but it's just kind of funny when like you see those VFX breakdowns, and you go, "Wow, wow!" Like those shots, all those shots that they accomplished were, yeah, there was they were literally on set, and there's a green or blue screen behind them. It's and it always happens not That's, like because the sequel has Cher in it. Yes, <laughs> but uh, even stuff that's not like super flashy though. Like in, um, I loved watching the Corridor Crew video where they were freaking out about that stick. Um, that Steppenwolf. It's like a rich grandma. 
and then uh <laughs> and then they had brian on the first thing i did was skip forward to find where like, right. they're gonna ask about the stick aren't they in the mud yeah. and um and they did and i was like that's the, the fact that like the vfx guys on that show are like i need to know about this like steppenwolf was in the shot they need to know about the stick like was that a real stick do you guys well, do you guys there. watch any of that stuff the corridor they, crew they were into the stick yeah yeah very into the stick <laughs> yeah it's little details like that and i mean i, I remember uh one of the shots they talked about too is like when steppenwolf was like literally walks through like a little puddle like when he's walking up to the atlanta and he just threw against a rock i mean just little details like that of just how he goes through the water they were really just nerding out about as well wow. yeah those guys those guys are awesome too when they break down stuff like that and they compliment stuff i mean yeah it's uh yeah like i said little details like that just Go a long ways. Go a long ways. It's on a so similar it's note, details. It's all in the yeah. details. We we talk about that stuff a lot. So yeah. Um, you know, sometimes the, the sometimes it's details like a stick that doesn't necessarily mean anything, but then sometimes it's you've got stuff that's like, um, like Patrick designed um, Bruce's house, which is a glass house, which I think is kind of speaks for itself thematically and where he is and and Batman v Superman. Um, and then you've got stuff like um on. On my podcast, we just talked about the episode where um, Superman is standing on the balcony and the Washington Monument is behind him. And like, you know, that you, you didn't actually shoot that in D.C. So that means that there was a, a decision made to it's not like it was just happened to be there. There was, you know, they said, oh, we want the Washington Monument to be over his shoulder in this shot because it has mm -hmm. thematic significance. Mm -hmm. um, yep. Or or in the lake house, he's got like no furniture, but he's got that the crater, the big um, wine mixer which i may be looking into this too much but when i looked it up it's used to dilute wine to kind of um moderate um uh like to make sure people don't get out of hand at parties so you can have a good time but not too good of a time um and which again for bruce in the glass house makes a lot of sense um whenever i ask people about this stuff um a lot of times it's like oh well you'll have to ask dj about that or you'll have to ask you know zach about that or um what but so like where I, I'm assuming it's a collaborative process, but like when this stuff ends up in the in the movie, some of it's VFX, some of it's set design. Is this stuff that Zach is saying, like I want this in the background, or is there a? I know, I know, you know, I'm sure prop makers and set design has an influence too. But there's so much deep, like small things that are Easter eggs that I, I can't imagine are 100% coming from Zach. Can you guys talk to kind of how? these frames get packed with so much kind of thematic material outside a of lot world. of stuff does come from zach yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, wouldn't be especially stuff like, i mean he's he's not i i have been i think damon and brian and i have been privy to conversations where he's talked about certain things that like i, I could see patrick showing him x y and z or maybe he talks to someone in props but he's got really strong ideas that he kind of rattles off to us about you know what he wants to see in there and and uh, and also too a lot of stuff comes from his drawings for the movie as well that was something i learned early on in watchmen that you know he may he may not draw everything that everyone's going to put into the scene but the the things he wants to see for sure are in those drawings you know as simple as they are and any one of us you know has to learn early on that you got you got to make sure that at least that's yeah in the movie you know you're in the shot that you're making you know so he'll he'll have a scene and he'll be like and there's a painting of a horse over here <laughs> and there's a statue of a of a bird over there you like, know the, the, right. the, process, the process of the job with zach or any directors is you know director doesn't well actually <clears throat> but with Zach definitely doesn't come up on set 
the day of shoot and discover what's in there. So it's a process also you start with the concept or whatever, but then as we start building the set, the set decorator, I'm talking about my hand of things, not for visual effects part, but just like the, the pure practical stuff. The, the set decorator will introduce the director to what the direction is going with this. The prop maker, prop master will do the same thing. So Zach, Zach above and beyond those things where he makes his choices already, what he would rather see for his character that he's created. He also uh, comes up with ideas of things he thinks would be important for the, like you call those little moments that are going to create something. So it's full of signatures of Zach in there. But if it's not, it's also choices that he makes about what he wants to see there. And, you know, Zach doesn't have a control. He gives you, he gives you a certain freedom to bring things to the table. But that, that, those choices we make, he still reviews. He still needs to see it. He still needs to feel comfortable. Because again, it's not just about how cool that looks. It's about the character that he's created. And that character needs to have, you know, I'm sure he's talking with Ben. He did have talked with Ben about some ideas. I don't know, but I believe he may have done that. You know, where Ben as a character also wants to see something and they discuss and they come up with ideas. And, and it triggers all the way to us delivering a set that um, should have all those elements for them to play with. That's it. And that, that's at least on the practical end of things. Yeah, it's, I mean, Zach's very, I mean, he always seems very collaborative and that's what's also what you want in a director too, is like, it's not just my, you know, but he's very open. seems like he's very open to ideas uh, when it comes to stuff. Uh, Damon, I actually wanted to ask you because I, I throwed it at the beginning of uh, the stream, but this right here, <laughs> that, that part right there. Uh, you have to ask DJ about that. <laughs> I was I like, yeah i added a little sound effect just for you know just for ambiance but uh yeah like when it when it came to man of steel and that scene because it end, ended up being pretty controversial when it came to oh my god can you believe that superman did all that like when i mean and, and i love the fact that zach had it like you know it seems like he's always like you guys said he will do some of the hey just do it like this and then he'll do it and that's exactly what that shot right right there what was that how was that whole scene like just 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 take us back to that 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 scene right there uh that was a amazing sequence to yeah. do super powerful um in chicago and uh yeah i mean look people some people had an aversion to it. Yeah. But, uh, you know, the, the moment that's when we were showing Michael and Henry, the, the walkthrough of what was going to take place there. And, uh, you know, we took a lighter tone because it was such a heavy subject and, and such a heavy scene of what we were doing. So that was a, a better way to deliver the, or to digest to everyone. You know, people were like, Oh, they're laughing and he's killing him. Yeah, yeah, we were, we took a lighter tone in conveying this to the actors because of it was such a heavy, heavy moment. Yeah, I know. It was just what? Yeah, go ahead, Scott. Well, I was just that was tying into a question that I wanted to ask Damon because you you touched on your project that you're going to be able to do in the future, and I know you can't sp sp speak specifically to that project, just give us but the title. working title. Just kidding. Stop it. Stop it, Dave. Stop it. Uh, but, Damon, I am kind of curious about what it's like for you because I'm not, I, I, maybe you are aware, but there is definitely this sub fandom that is growing of those of us who are really digging this new. I don't want to call it a trend because that sounds so fluffy and dismissive, but there is this new appreciation for 
stunt coordinate stuntmen and stunt coordinators becoming director full-on directors of their own feature films and i am just kind of curious about your thoughts on how that has been so well received and in my opinion the excellent and probably because of the excellent product that you guys because you're the your ta your talent yes stuntmen as stunt coordinators like you know what this is going to look like how does it feel now to there be this growing appreciation that now you guys are stepping in and being like the number one director on these kind of films oh yeah it's it's a wonderful opportunity i mean there's been a handful of of second unit directors, uh, prior stunt coordinators, stuntmen who have made the transition over the years. Uh, successfully, there, it wasn't a high rate, let's put it that way. Uh, but obviously in recent years, that that tide has turned. Um, so it's a great opportunity, you know, and, and uh, you know, specifically the action portions of them, of those, films are uh, should be top-notch uh, and then it's just uh, the concern is okay can can someone who has come from the action genre carry the story do they understand story do they understand character and you know they i think they've been proving uh most of the directors that have made the transition uh, that yes they can um, for me i've said this before and you know it's the the way i create action or with my team and with dj and brian whomever uh, it always comes from story and character. Not mindless. I, I'm from the action world, and mindless action, I shut off. I'm like, okay, desensitize it. Oh, okay, here's yeah. the story's back on again. Now I'm, now I'm emotionally connected with it again. So that's the way I've approached, you know, once I started to be uh, in the lead role of, of uh, coordinating and second directing, etc. Always pushed for that, even when I was just a fight choreographer, you know, before I moved up, not just that that's a lowly title, just when I was there. Um, it always has to have an emotional connection to it. Otherwise, what's the point? You know, that's one of the reasons Patrick's talked about this earlier in DJ and Brian. Look, we all get along so well and work well together because we all want, we're all trying to service the story and the film. It's not about, hey, can the action outshine the vis effects outside the design? How do we best use each other's talents and work together so we can service the director's vision and the story and character? Well, yeah, absolutely. And you know, it's funny. It's funny too because I didn't know until you just until you guys just mentioned that when you played that clip that there was something that there was a a tribe of people out there that somehow thought that we took that moment lightly collectively. <laughs> I never even knew that was a thing. That's bizarre to me, you know, because I mean, when we do all these movies with Zach, it's like we have a really good time with each other making them. But I mean, I feel like, well, maybe this is the other criticism of anything we do together. We're pretty dead nuts serious about what's going on, you know, yeah. and and the severity of what's going on. You know, it's it's like, you know, yeah. Do we know that people are getting killed? We do know that there's a lesson in that in what in what's being told and we talk about it. You know, and it's not trivial and, it, and we never are slight about it at all. Do we still show the things we show? Yeah. You know, we, we try to visually fulfill, you know, the vision of what's going on. You know, the story, like Damon says, but but it's not 
it's not taken for granted or, you know, sloughed off is, you know, we have a lot of fun. There's a lot of fun in games, a lot of joking around, but it's, it's serious as well. What we're, you know, what we think of the material, you know? Well, I mean, we're lucky enough to get along as well as we do. Cause like production, post-production, you know, and I mean, pre-production to some degree, it's hard. It's hard to make a movie. Yeah. It's true. Definitely all right. You have all the yeah. You got to have all the pieces right, you know, together and everything like that. And you guys definitely do a good job when it comes to working together. So it's sometimes amazing that any movie gets made at all. <laughs> it's so hard to make a movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, just on like a day to day, hour to hour thing. It's like, you know, it it's hard to make a movie. Yeah, yeah. There are many miracles. They really are because when it's you true. see what. Into them just to get them to actual photography is a miracle, and then the second yeah. miracle, amazing, it really is. Yeah, yeah. Well, and something to Damon's point, I always feel like is that you've got to remember this is also a workplace, and so the idea of keeping it light when dealing with a serious situation. I mean, if anything, you're trying to also you've got actors who are involved, and you've got to be sensitive to any kind of emotional feedback from that as well. And I think that's just being very conscientious of we're a team and we need it to work as cohesively and as successfully as possible. And I think what you guys all just said right there speaks to how this camaraderie, this team, this, this buddy group that you guys have really all works together towards that sort of common goal of we want to make the best movie possible. Absolutely. Indeed. That is the goal. Yes. That is the goal. Steven, you have another thing or one more thing before we wrap it up? Yeah. If we do just one more, I guess maybe keep it a little bit lighter. Um, (laughs) We um, just on, um, and and I'm also obligated to reference my podcast in every single question. Um, Jeez, really, Steven? Really? uh, We're not not drinking. We had a debate uh, recently. (laughs) Um, I think we're actually on the same page. So it was more of of an in depth discussion on um, whether or not that is actually Lex Luthor personally peed in that jar. Um, and since it's not specified in the movie, and I don't know if that is a decision that was made behind the scenes, I'd like to know each of your opinions on, is, is that Lex Luthor's urine and did he personally um, put it in the jar? Uh, well, you'd have to ask Snyder, I guess. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, my, gut said, my gut, my opinion is that he absolutely did. Yes. Yeah. Like I, like I have no actual idea, but I would agree with Damon. Like yeah, with yeah, that, yeah. that character of Lex in that movie, like a hundred percent, my opinion is he would do that. Yeah. Yeah. I think our that's interesting. You that said it that like way, Brian, because I you're saying Lex peed in there. I actually think Jesse peed in that. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that's a much better question. So I need. To, He's yeah. You know, he was it actually Jesse? Character, so yeah. Yeah. What about you, Patrick? You agree? Yeah. Totally. <laughs> no, it, was, it was actually Patrick who. I don't remember feeding up a little jar from yellow liquid, so it's got to be a way. I mean, yeah. uh, I never saw props with that jar. It came from somewhere mysterious. <laughs> oh, man. Well said. Well said. Well said. Well, that was a, a great question to wrap up on. I know I, uh, you know, uh, I wanted to just keep you guys for about two hours, and I appreciate you guys 
being on this was a, a lot of fun, you know, to have the group dynamic and uh, just to have the, the Snyder crew. And like I said, you know, I had so much fun making the thumbnail last night, you know, so it's a perfect uh, album cover right there. Should have put and, an uh, MPAA warning on it. Yeah, no, I should put like, yeah, I should put <laughs> right. the explicit, advisory, yeah. explicit content. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely put yeah. that. But uh, thank you, Brian, DJ, Patrick, uh, and Damon for, uh, for joining Evan's conversation. And like I said, Damon, the next time, let's try to have a round table on a beach. I'm all for that. You know, let's try to do that. Yeah, really. Yeah, would be cool. And uh, we just appreciate the work that you guys have done. And uh, looking forward to what you guys, you know, Brian, we're looking forward to seeing your work in Suicide Squad. And, of course, The Flash, DJ, same thing. And then, uh, you know, what, what you guys are doing, Damon, we're really excited what you are going to bring to the table when it comes to your own movie. I mean, I think a lot of people are passing around that paragraph going, oh, wow, Caro is going to have his own his own movie and this whole thing. So really good stuff. So thanks, thanks guys. For really us, appreciate it. Yes. Yes. We'll thanks for having us. And, and I just want to say it's, it's great to see my mates, you know, yeah, yeah, good to see you guys. This is what it's all about. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Here. And if we do it next, we do it again next time. Well, hopefully maybe we can get Zach in here. I know he's busy today. Comic Con. That'd be fun. Yeah. yeah. All that stuff. Get Zach, get Eunice, get, uh, even maybe it's a trone or something like that. It'd be, that'd be a lot of fun. So yeah. Yeah. I just want to say, I was really hoping Eunice was going to barge in somewhere here because <laughs> she couldn't make it. She had a family engagement today and she was worried she was going to be too inebriated to join. And I really wanted that to happen. Oh, that would have been amazing. So maybe next time. Oh, yeah. Guys. Yeah. Oh, that would have been, that would have been, been amazing. We'll, we'll try and plan it that way next time. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Eunice right, is guys. a drinking game. You take a shot every 15 well, minutes. Okay. That would not be off topic. For that would not this be. I mean, usually channel. do the vodka stream, and that's what we're doing. And actually, that will be the last question to go around the horn with you guys. What's your preferred drink that you have? Like, after, at the end of the day, for a drink, Brian, go ahead. Um, I don't know. I, I don't drink too much, but I guess, you know, sometimes on Fridays, DJ will pour some tequila. Nice. And the week. I will. Okay. Is that your Which preferred? also answers the question for me then. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I, guess, I guess that would be the answer. So a nice little tequila for you guys. What about you, Patrick? Well, for me, it used to be a little glass of wine. I've changed that to, I don't drink very often anymore, but like a glass of whiskey here and there. But that's what I like. Nice. Nice. Yes. What about you, Damon? And Damon? Uh, I rarely, rarely drink. It's, uh, but if I do, every once in a while, I'll have some, I'll have some wine. There you right. go. Right. Very well, nice. You know, right there. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. And the last time I was with you when you did that was at the top of Taos Mountain when we were shooting there. Remember that? <laughs> <laughs> After we had finished that that shoot. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was awesome. very insane. Yeah. Sounds like it was. All right, guys. Well, I appreciate it. And uh, yeah, like I said, we'll have to definitely do this again. This has been uh, so much fun. So much fun. And hopefully everybody enjoyed that too. So I appreciate it, guys. And uh We'll see you guys later. All right. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye, guys. Good to see you guys. Yeah. It, was, it was great seeing Bye. you guys. Yeah. yeah. Really great. Nice seeing you guys. All right. Bye. All right. Oop. <laughs> I got rid of Scott. <laughs> I know. Now you're you're gonna leave with them. How dare you? Yeah. Oh, well, you know, yeah. I'm gonna leave with the cool crew. You know, you never want to be the last person at the party. <laughs> I, I I know how this goes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks guys for joining in too. That was yeah. Whew. That was uh, totally, that man, that was a lot of fun right there. The camaraderie of that group, I tell you what, man. I mean, that's that's what you want right there, you know. I think well, it really does, it really does reinforce, like, you hear the stories, 
But then it's another thing when you put them all quote unquote in the same room and you actually get to witness it alive because you can't fake that. Yeah, you can't fake that. And you could see it too. I mean, it was funny, even just like backstage when they were slowly coming in. And, uh, you know, and and it was the same thing like, where's Patrick? (laughs) Where's, oh man, I got to text that guy. It was just kind (laughs) of like we had that like little dynamic of, of course, like uh, Patrick but then of course he popped in like right as before uh before i started bringing him on so it was like perfect so but yeah it just you could just see you could see why they work very very well together and yeah that was awesome well it's funny because i asked um like i was saying whenever you ask like the different people that that work on the projects like under these guys it's always like oh well you got to ask you know you got to ask damon about that you got to ask dj you got to ask brian and so you get all them all in the room and um, the, of the of the guys that I've talked to before, it's often like, oh, well, you got to talk to Zach about that. And so it's funny how often that comes up. And then I I slip up in my question and phrase it poorly. I'm like, oh, I'm sure Zach doesn't come up with all that stuff on his own. So where's <laughs> and they're like, oh no, that's all. And so it's like, yeah. wow, so there really is a <laughs> yeah. I, that you was know? kind of funny because it's like, does he? And then all of a sudden they're like, wow, yeah, he kind of does. Yeah. Hey, I like I appreciate. I don't call it. I don't consider it slipping up. I just appreciate the fact that you don't just automatically assume because yeah. personally, if I was one of these guys and they put in all this hard work, I would prefer not for my work to be and also immediately claimed by somebody else on my um, on my podcast, Batman be Superman oh, by the minute. Lord. As, <laughs> as we uh, like as we go as we go through it every every minute they're like because obviously Zach is known for his Easter eggs and stuff and, and for the visual information he packs in the background and you get to stuff like we just talked about the Washington Monument. I'm like, well, that's that's clearly inserted, which means it's intentional. It could have been anything. It could have been a generic building. It could have been stars. It could have been whatever. And they said it has to be the Washington Monument. And so that question is like, why? And then there's a question of like, who is that done by continuity to the script? And they just said, well, it has to be that. Well, no, because if they have a choice to make it one thing or the other, they're going to choose something that thematically matters. And so that that ties in more than just like location setting and and whatever, which means that there's there's a script note or there's there's something. And so it's hard to um, hard to imagine him doing that. But like to think that that all comes from one person instead of being in like a brainstorm with set design or whatever and be like, okay, here's the point of the scene. And they say, okay, well, we'll put a horse here and we'll put a, um, we'll put a, the Washington monument there. And so it's, it's, um, I guess I don't doubt it now that I hear, hear them say it, but it is crazy to know just how much of that, um, is. Yeah. You know. And I would also, as, as I like to point this out and I didn't want to embarrass <laughs> them, but seriously, you guys need to take a trip down IMDB lane. Oh no, at, I, I have it, all their pages up. I'm, I'm looking like, I'm looking at this thing going, Patrick was a creature designer for Super Mario Brothers. Yeah, I, I didn't <laughs> want to bring that up. <laughs> I know I didn't want to bring that. Up. Brian, I up Dark City though, because oh my yeah, god, you know, we, I hate. I, I was going to bring up Dark City because yeah. I was just like, dude, I love yeah. that movie. Um, Brian was a CG artist on Mighty Morphin Power Rangers the movie. Mm-hmm. I was like, seriously, and uh, Damon did stunts on Last Action Hero. Nice. He was also in Fight Club. Yes, he was in Fight Club. That was oh man, yeah. yeah. See, that's I mean, a, bun- oh. a bunch, a bunch, a bunch of stuff. But I mean, the ones yeah. that always stick out to me that I haven't had a chance to ask before are um, our Fight Club. You would, you would very much cling onto the Last Action Hero one, though. Oh yeah, totally. Oh yeah, and and Daredevil. Daredevil. Uh, the uh, the movie, oh. right? Oh, yeah, he was, he was, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. the yeah, Ben Affleck. Affleck. The, he was yeah. he was a stunt double on the Ben Affleck movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So he's been doing it now with working with Ben that's for a while. I wonder who his stunt double was on that. He's been working with Ben. Yeah. Um, might have been Citrone. 
Was it Citron? I think I'm I remember. I don't know if they that. were. That would have been early on. Let's I don't see. know, like because I know Citron's been working with him for a long time too. So well, because well, it's just when you have a match, it's like yeah. You, so that's why I'm wondering because Caro could no, no, no. It was Tim Connolly because oh, he he was he says he was a stunt double. So I wonder who he was a double for. Maybe um Bullseye. Bullseye. Probably you know, yeah. probably. Yeah. But you know, and that's another thing that you know I. I would also like to see when Damon does his movie is does he because we know stunt performers can act like they are they like there is a contract difference between actors and stunt performers. But, you know, it's it's nice to see them kind of get to shine and it like Richard getting to be Zeus in Army of the Dead. Yeah. And so I, you know, that's, those are the kind of things that really intrigue me about Damon taking over his own movie is making those more unorthodox choices and not just going with names and faces, but going with people who can actually do the thing. Yeah. It's always, yeah, it's always nice to, uh, to see that. And then, and then, and then of course you wonder like, okay, so who else is he going to have like in his movie too? That's going to be like that. He's going to gel with like, I mean, uh, an actor, actor who's also very much, you know, stunts fighting stuff like Scott, a uh, Scott Atkins type. Is he going to have somebody like in that in there or something like that? Cause I wouldn't be, you know, that, that guy does great work too when it comes to what he does. And he kind of wonders like, is there going to be, something like there other other performers as well so yeah you know. and i would expect him to draw heavily from um the the because he it's not just him but i mean he's got his own crew of people that he always works with yeah mm -hmm. um yeah. and and so so i'd expect that and obviously he's got you know a close group of collaborators under zach uh it's almost i feel a little bit bad that the uh production for his movie is it sounds like it's going to conflict with either uh rebel moon and or um, army, of the dead army, army of the dead 2 which yeah. sounds like why he's probably not going to be involved which hopefully that doesn't um take away too many of his <laughs> like people that he relies on and force him to go out for his first project solo to you know use a bunch of newcomers when he also relies on a yeah close group of collaborators under him it's true it's true but i love the fact that he said like oh i need you need to like insert me in there i need to die somewhere in there you know oh, yeah. because to keep the streak going and what shows you right there the dedications like well you know, it was really weird going that damon even did action coordination for guardians of gahul yeah so he even worked on the animated movie <laughs> but, i mean you that's... see there's a is it a clip of zach it might even be an interview with damon but i think zach said it where um they did stunt viz for that they they yeah. put they put like talons on their fingers and, and did like, and videoed and edited together stunt viz like they do for everything else. So that's one of those things in the same way that I want to see their, uh, them video of them designing scenes with cars with the, the stunt viz for that. I want to see, um, I want to see their stunt viz for owl of Gahul with their, their hand, whatever they were doing. Talon fingers, yeah. No, no, no. It wasn't just their hands. I'm, I'm wrong. I think they said they got, they got costumes and rollerblades. Oh, <laughs> my, wow. I got to look this up now. Oh yeah. great! I, I have I have opened up the can of worms. Yeah, then have yeah. I not? I, yes, you have. Dude. I just I, I don't know. It's just weird when you watch a Legend of the Guardians and you're like, if you don't think a director has anything to do with an animated movie, watch that movie to go, dude. No, this is an animated movie. Well, that you got, like you Zack Snyder movie. That, yeah, you better believe that he was drawing out the storyboards for a lot of that, and then you know, then it's like, all right. And which, you know, that's one of the things, I mean, I don't know if we really touched base on it today, but I, I think I've heard them before. It's like, it. well, I think DJ even kind of did talked about it. It's like the fact that 
that Zach draws everything out, that's got to make it a lot easier, you know, because you're not just having somebody going, well, let's just do it like, you know, and explain it to it verbally. He's actually got like something like this, you know, and then they just kind of just bring it to life. And they're, they're so in sync with each other that they achieve just like just beautiful, gorgeous shots. We go, Zach. So I got with my stunt coordinator or stunt choreography and fight coordinator, Damon Caro, who's done all my movies. We got all my stunt team from 300 and we put them in these cardboard wings and basically made them fight each other. <laughs> so oh, there is stunt biz somewhere. Stunt biz for that. The stunt team dressed up like owls. with at least cardboard wings. But, I mean, you've seen this other stunt biz. They just had um, one just was floating around recently with um, them doing the kryptonite gas. Um, mm, and they right. actually, yeah. and they actually have like the gas and stuff. So there's a level of realism they put into this stuff that like, I bet like I'd be well, shocked if they weren't looking somewhat like owls, like yeah, cardboard I mean, owl, owl costumes. I, yeah. I need to see it. When I talked to Citrone, he said like, yeah, like anytime they've done that, they treat it like little short films. They do. Well, you like, can tell it because when they yeah. edit those little videos together, it's like, well, I'm sorry. I still want. I still wish that Batman versus Parademon Lair fight had actually happened because well, this the stunt previews looks amazing. Yeah. yeah, I know. I'm gonna say. I wish it. I wish it wasn't quote too scary because scary. it looked like it was gonna be an awesome Batman fight. Yeah, it definitely mm -hmm. definitely would have been. Well, if you yeah. see some of it was reincorporated into the escape scene, or not the escape the the initial fight where yeah. he like kicks the parademon through the door yeah. Um, yeah. and all that. Like there's some of those shots that I think were, um, it, were yeah. borrowed from the earlier stunt design. Yeah. Cause there's any grappling hook. Like, yeah. And using yeah. the grappling hook on one. Yeah. So they probably just kind of repurpose some of some of the ideas into mm -hmm. that, but still, but it's, it's nice to know that they were, uh, that they also were like, yeah, they really wish that they had that idea in there too. So, but uh, yeah, great conversation. But I think well, we'll wrap it up right now. Thanks, uh, thanks, uh, Scat and Stephen for yeah. joining in, uh, giving sure. some little backup and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Because I thought I figured, yeah, you know, it's four of them. Might as well bring some more people on. And thank you for everybody uh, who was asking questions like that. I mean, sorry we didn't get to like a lot of them. I was trying to. I was looking at questions in the in the chat, and I was trying to kind of refer to them a little bit. And I think most of the time it was, we were pretty much talking about some of that stuff. So anyways, let's, uh, let's go ahead and plug yourselves. Um, Mr. Steven, go ahead. Uh, yeah, Steven Colbert. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram and everywhere at SM Colbert. And you can find, uh, my podcast BVS by the minute, as well as, uh, just league and army of the dead at snyderminute.com. <laughs> I don't have anything to drink. And, uh, and, uh, also my, my writing on screenrant.com. Um, and also before anyone forgets, um, everyone, this is like a, a um, pre-party to the uh, Army of Thieves hmm. Comic-Con panel is in like 45 minutes. So everyone make sure. Yeah, it is. That. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It was perfect. It was perfect timing too. So I was like, oh yeah. Uh, I think Scott and I were talking about that yesterday. We were, I was hoping it wasn't going to overlap and surely it has not because yeah, that'll be the next thing to watch. So go ahead, Scott. Well, of course, you can find me on Twitter at ScottDC27. You can find my podcast, the DC Film Squadcast, wherever podcasts can be found. We're also on Vero, Facebook, YouTube. And you can find the entire network of shows at SquadcastMedia.com. You can find me every Saturday night with this guy talking about Batman and Batman the Phantom Stream. And as I continue to plug that this week, you should see the return of Dune chapter by chapter over at Wonder Meg on YouTube.
There it is, guys. And uh, make sure you smash that like thumbs up before uh, you leave. Hit the notification bell. Subscribe. Merchandise, you know, merchandise, merchandise. Merchandise down below, like the shirt that uh, Scott is wearing right there. And then, of course, the Patreon if you want to really help out the pirate ship. And, uh, yeah, guys, this was a lot of fun. Thank you, to again, to Brian, DJ, Damon, and uh, Patrick for joining. And uh, those guys are awesome. And uh, they do just exceptional work, and we love it. And uh, we'll see you. We'll, we'll talk to you guys later. Had to show that one more time. <laughs>